Hello and welcome to Dice Breakers, a D&D podcast I'm streaming with mostly accurate rules and inconsistent character voices. I'm Alex, your host and DM, and with me are Greg Purdy, Mark, Alate Simon, and Joe, my wonderful players. We have so many questions, uh, I'm sure, to continue on with, including the futures of characters, and I'm sure many things that will come up uh, in the uh, in the meantime. But if you are interested, I have uh, a one and a bit page spread of Eleanor's backstory and a page and a bit spread of Dracula's backstory. Uh, which I can skim through on its basic level, if you want to. Yeah, yeah please make us hate them more. Thank you. Eleanor Demure, for a little bit of context for anybody who doesn't remember, is the elf who forced Tev to fight his father uh, and was a little bit psychotic. Uh, a little bit insane. <laughs> the first line of his backstory, Eleanor is a ruthless killer from a broken home. <laughs> Uh, originally from Kuron, no. Eleanor's elven family was the slaves to the rich, serving their every whim and need. Eleanor was born into this life, but uh, but something was always not right with him when he was growing up. His families were slaves to the Begruin family of fa- uh, the family of Dralin Begruin, one of the lords of Torhen, and had been for years. Uh, which is something that would, names that would make some more sense to uh, uh, Dad because of uh, Flint stuff. Eleanor was hard to control, but and a menace to his family. He'd always be caught breaking rules and talking back to the Bruins, sullying the demure name and putting them on thin ice. He would be seen outside torturing birds or other small animals that he could find, sometimes bringing them inside and experimenting on them in cruel and unimaginable ways. When he hit 27, remember he's an elf, uh, he finally snapped when his father was murdered by Dralin Bruin during a beating. His father was receiving this beating because the food had been slightly overcooked that day. Eleanor was listening to the beating through the door, and when the sound suddenly stopped, haunted by the silence, he went to see his father's de- his father dead in a bloody pile on the floor, barely recognizable, and Dralin holding a fire poker covered in his father's blood. In a fit of blind rage, he ran at Dralin and beat him on the ground, beat him to the ground with his fists. He didn't stop punching until his fists were raw, and there was no sol- no solid left of Dralin's head. But it did not stop there. He proceeded to pick up the decorative sword from above the fireplace and walk through the mansion, killing everyone connected to the Brugruen family one by one. Once he was done, he walked back to his family's residence, soaked in blood, to the horror of his mother. Realizing what he had done, she smuggled him out of the country, eventually sacrificing her life for his so that he could make it past the border. He spent the next 200 years training and practicing, collecting a large bandit army in preparation to take on the world. He learned to harness the power of fire to his advantage. He was noticed by Draculin only recently and recruited as a lieutenant to, uh, to his army. Once the Plague Doctor was dead, he's brutal, manic, and can snap on a dime, doesn't like to be tested, and usually responds to most things with violence. He has a posh but calm, creepy voice. That's just my note at the end for how I meant to speak as <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> a very psychotic no background. Love exactly. A lovely, a lovely Norman guy. Bates, is that you? I love it's like the, you kind of understand why he murdered everyone, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I say uh, Viva de la Re- Revolucion. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Taking down capitalism one murder at a time. Draclin is or was a hobgoblin. If you, I don't know if you, know if you ever knew that he's a hobgoblin, but he is. That was one of the only things we knew about I him. Think that's a, good <laughs> a hobgoblin from the Credit tribe deep in the, re- the west of Ecte. Hobgoblins themselves are fairly rare in shells, so the few that do exist keep to themselves and out of other people's politics and lives. Excuse me. They are they generally are considered war tribes and small in size, but great in fighting ability. Most armies strive to convince the hobgoblins to join them, but never succeed. Uh, some hobgoblins leave their tribe in search of go- uh, goblin horde to lead, a respected path in the hobgoblin community, and some accept their place in the tribe, possibly heading to be the leader at some point in their lives. Draclin was a fairly simple soldier in the Kennet tribe. 
uh, credit tribe, sorry. I have misspelled it in one of those. Uh, average of fighting, and that was about it. He was generally mocked when he was younger for his smaller frame and generally less muscular body, which led him to being reclusive and very impersonal in his later years. Most, for, most from his tribe avoided him and most disliked him, which didn't help when he got into an inevitable fight with the son of the tribe leader, Mechlin. Mechlin was beloved by all and generally a very good second-in-command. This, of course, made Dracklin terribly jealous, and eventually they fought. Though Draclin may have been fiery in spirit, he was still not good in battle and was easily defeated and expelled from the tribe to the wilds of Ecte. He did his best to survive but managed a year, uh, and managed a year, but was never good at hunting, so became massively malnourished and unhealthy. Almost exactly a year after his expulsion, his weakness became too much as he fell to the ground, unable to pick himself up. He stared into the night sky, watching the rainbow belt slowly drift, accepting death, almost eager to finally have an end to it all. But that was when he saw a flash of the belt, a flash of red and, and black which grew larger and larger until something landed next to him. He couldn't move to see what it was, but he could feel the raw power of whatever this creature was. It spoke to him in an echoey, faded, gravelly, pow uh, gravelly voice, powerful in nature. And then this would be Bexler's voice of the, You have been beaten down by life continuously. I can give you power if you work for me. Become my champion. With little left to live for, Draclin said yes. Within a second, he felt the most pain he's ever felt in his bones as his muscles grew in size. At the end of it, he was a massive standing at... Uh, around ten foot tall, as a muscular, I think he might be taller than that. As a muscular, as muscular as he, as he had ever imagined, with giant red and black wings having grown from his back, he felt powerful and could feel magic pounding through his veins, ready to kill. There you go. He was given one simple request: find the stones and become a god. Um, the, his his story that isn't written there is he was convinced that if he had managed to get all the stones together, he would become a god. But in true reality, yeah. Bexland was just going to like annihilate him and just you know, yeah, become yeah, the god yeah. himself. I, think I actually feel sorry for him. Yeah, I feel very yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah. Massively happy background, but it doesn't make him a good person. <laughs> oh, God, no. I'm all right. Say again. We were both talking. I was saying, you go. Okay, thank you. I was just going to say, I'm all right thinking that the first time we came across him, was that uh, when Tav and. It was the it was the prologue. It was the introduction it was to and, um, and Felix, Felix. Uh, alongside some temporary characters. When was when was it that? Because uh, I remember the bombs turning up early. Because Flint got yes. killed by bombs. Uh, they, that was earlier in like late in season one when down at, at one of the corridors you were fighting some oh, hog bombs and they exploded, uh, and that was a thing that they were using. Um, as an attack oh. method, but the reason you didn't see much of it later on is because they had done a lot of stuff generally, but then. Draclin had realized as, as a tactical point, inevitably, you guys were going to collect all the stones and come to him anyway. So what's yeah. the point in him going out there and ruining all of this? He might as well collect his army, make them powerful, and then wait until you come and come and get him. Um, which was, didn't work half, quite as he expected, obviously. No, I was, I was half expecting those bomb things to make an appearance at the end, because I, they, they were that was that one where I Flint... Well, they did. He dropped the bomb, which went off, and then the two guys either side exploded, and yeah. he got hit by three... Yeah. Which was um, they did they turn up here. in the fight yeah. in the, the fight in the like the war there were some of them running through with these uh, explosive Capril Capril E it's the fuel um, but obviously the other problem is they were running out of Capril E because they'd stolen a big tub of it and weren't able to recreate it oh that's right I remember yes yes sorry Joe what are you gonna say uh, I was gonna say because I remember when I took the stones and. Uh, would have recalled myself back to our, our like little southern bunker. Mm -hmm. Greg, you said about oh he's run off to take them to because you didn't re you didn't know where I'd gone to yeah. take them to Draclin. Did you think that I had been kind of playing the double agent the whole time? 
No, not the whole time. I, I honestly, I didn't know. <laughs> it was just worst case scenario came to my head, and I'm like, well, there right. was the beginning of the campaign with, with, with oh, sorry, the beginning of uh, Barty, where you were all convinced that there was something that he was hiding. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. You were yeah. like, he's too and nice. None of them have asked me about it, which is weird. Well, uh, yeah, I, because because I forgot all about it, but now you now you mentioned that, yes. At some point, I I had convinced myself, no, there's no way. But then when you had ran away, I was like, oh my god, he's a genius. <laughs> I was like, no, Barty, Barty, he's a smart boy, but he, he's he's a simple boy. I don't think he'd long con us he like dumb. that. Money <laughs> <laughs> dumb. No, it, it would have been kind of amusing if one of you had just been like, and now I'm taking this over. Hey! <laughs> oh, that was a hell of a moment, though. Like, to have you explain to everyone, like, um... So we kind of just ran off with the bag and the stoners. The thing <laughs> is, like, I was pissed off of how, like, it all ended with Zegith, because technically Barty blew him up. And then the next thing was that Barty ran off with the bag, and I'm like, the fuck is going on here? You, yeah, yeah, but, but of course, nobody else, nobody knew that uh, Barty had disintegrated Zegith. No. Yeah. That's just a whole other name. Zegith wouldn't even be able to tell you when he comes back because he was dead when it happened. Yeah, he has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then at the same time, did you have, did you want to know that he turned into a zombie that was about to come up and try to kill you? Like, no. Oh god, no. But it was just the fact that like as a player I knew all this. <laughs> but as a character. And then like <laughs> Joe makes Barty run off of the bag and I'm like, what the fuck is actually going <laughs> on right now? Exactly, yeah. Well, I mean when I, when uh, Tav did get the, the bag back. Or when he came back and Tav Grapp took the opportunity to get the bag, so he'd been trying to get a hold of the lifestone for ages anyway. It did occur to me at that point that actually, if Barty really is, if there is something going on here, if I keep one of the stones, at least one of the stones somewhere else, they can't get all of them, as long as nobody else knows it's there. So there was a sort of second level of, I'll, I'll keep it anyway, because it, it is quite useful to have one of them when nobody knows it's there. The only problem with that was, of course, if Tav had died, that would have all worked had i not been sent a message because of my passive perception saying that i've noticed that you have a second bag because that was yeah. my assumption was that you had put one or both in there yeah yeah <laughs> but it would be yeah but that was uh there was there was i presume there wasn't a sort of anything particularly it was just party just doing impulsive things yes mm. thought so Going off to try and threaten. Well, see, you. I. I still don't think that I threatened him. Uh, so the reason I said threaten is because we had the talk and then we RP'd it, and I. I think in one of those you definitely made more of a threat because you took out the stone. Were like, I think, if you don't do it, there's going to be problems. You I definitely the, threatened him. <laughs> in the one that didn't end up being reality, the one that we did after the session, I think because it, because we were rushing it because the session was over. Uh, I think it probably came out as a bit yeah. more threatening. But, but, but either way, you took out the stone and were like, I have a stone, I'm really powerful, and you took that as a threat anyway. Like, you, you were saying things like, you're going to help me. It was a very, like, you're not going to have a choice in this. And it was a kind of a <laughs> threat-adjacent kind of thing. I think that Stahl is just insecure. Uh, <laughs> and so he, he sees it as a threat. From his perspective, he's been helping you out. He's been helping you out an absolute bunch, then you come out just like, mm, now you're going to help us. <laughs> because because the, the conversation was, and you can go back and listen to it, but the conversation was like, 
uh, Barty saying, "You go. Uh, how, how do we get him back?" And Shinobu being like, "I have no idea. Literally none." And Barty being like, "I don't believe you. How are we going to do it?" He's like, "I don't know." <laughs> and then Barty being like, "You're lying. I'm going to make you tell me." And then going away, Shinobu's just like, "I don't know." <laughs> no clue. What what a good wholesome incentive to go and find out though, eh? Mm. Uh, go and help mm. out your best buddy Bartlett. I, I really hope at some point in the future we encounter more works by Billiam Wigglesrod. Yeah. <laughs> Which one did he make? I've forgotten. Uh, Palmeo and Tuliet. Oh. <laughs> Where did that, I remember that? Where did that I come in? I can't remember when that came up. Um, I... Oh, I... Where was this? Place of the True Creation... Uh... This... <laughs> this was right after um, Hasag had, had us. Because it, it's right above... It, it's between learning of Place of True Creation and All the Gods. So it, I think it, it must have been at the Necromancer's Lair. Maybe the Necromancer was reading Pomeo and Juliet. <laughs> I don't remember. You had a book from somewhere. You went somewhere and picked it up. One oh. thing I do want to ask. What happened to Star's little um, minion that kind of ended up like, falling in love with us? Um, <laughs> we never found out what happened to him in the end, but he stayed with us. He's dead. Um, yeah, he's dead. No! Uh, in, my, in my sort of headcanon, he kind of just like chills at the guild hall. Uh, sometimes. He's not always there, but like he just kind of sometimes is there. I think at the start of C3, he's probably not around anymore because the people that he was kind of like close to. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, oh, dead, uh, he's just in, in the... Can the, he be know. the mascot of the sports ball team? <laughs> <laughs> he's more of a stray cat than Concord is. Concord, also, by the way, a kind of pair. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Concord's great. I love Concord. I've, I've yeah. also just realized as well, all, all of the, the naming stuff has happened while Simon's not here, and he was... Uh, oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had one other question written down to ask Alex. Is, were you afraid you were actually going to kill us in the final fight? Uh, no. Because there, there was no way I could kill you. Like, I could maybe kill one of you, but realistically, uh, as I was doing that last fight, I was not holding back. Like, I was fully trying to annihilate at least one of you, and I got two of you down, but you just obviously got two two clerics just coming back up. Like, the... I was down to one point The difficulty there. came down... The difficulty was, of course, having two layers of fights. I knew that you'd do the first two pretty simply, but I also knew yeah. that you'd use a lot of your resources fighting the first two to then have to fight yeah. the main guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was not as difficult as a fight as you may have thought from... Like, you guys weren't struggling. Um, no, like, no. you were low health at some points, but having two clerics, like, two level 18 clerics just meant that basically yeah. you could yeah. keep going. Um, if and it was just our normal like, fighting oh, conditions, it, it yeah. probably would have been in a lot more Possibly danger. I might have been able to take one of you down. Um, but... That poison is nasty. Yeah, and, and this it, is the it thing. It removes I, I abilities to do anything. <laughs> exactly. I considered being like, ooh, yeah, maybe I won't have him do it, but like, I like the idea that Draclin's sword attack and stuff like Draclin's sword mm. attack doing like 60 damage per hit, making, yeah. it re making you realize like he's powerful. <laughs> like That's just like a normal hit on average is doing a butt ton of damage. I wanted that kind of a thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. absolutely. And also it's nice being the last fight because it doesn't matter if I kill you, <laughs> you know, no, basically. Like, but I, I would say, I mean, Tav, I thought he was, he's like a taxi at 230 odd hit points. And mind you, to be fair, he went to, he went deliberately went and flew over a fight, but he ended up on one hit point, which, yeah, was, that, was that was that on purpose? When, did no, you no, actually, I rolled it. 
I, yeah, I genuinely cool. rolled 75 and you oh, had 76. I had 76 left. So when things like that happen, though, it really... You guys forgot about with that, that I was just, I was just, I wasn't expecting it to be like a lot of damage. And then when it looked like it was going to be, I was like, oh, they've totally forgotten. If that had taken you down to zero, crashing in, you would have sprung back up to one because you had a death ward on you from before the fight. Oh, fight. yes. Uh, and you would have been okay anyway. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but even, I mean, it never thought I was going to get anywhere near it. But it's, I mean, that was. I got. I took some. There were some big damage shots and things in that fight. It's good fun, great fun. But it's like, oh my god, a couple of more of those, and I'm going to be dead. I was like, <laughs> none of them power word kill us. Ah, oh, they didn't have power word kill. Any idea? What? <laughs> oh, actually, do you want to know the what the characters were like? The base. Oh, classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. I'll do Dracula last, but going through them all, um. The Plague Doctor, obviously, was based on a lich, just like a standard lich. Um, Zivotnye was based on Bale, I think I've told you that before, B-A-E-L, yep. I think I've told you that before. Um, and then Orm was based on Geryon, uh, which is a, a devil, a snake body I, devil. I remember being surprised at that, because he's one of the uh, lords of hell. Mm. Um, I mean, I just used the stats with no, no context, it's yeah, just yeah. easier to have a base thing. Uh, Eleanor Demure was based on Balor. Balor? B A L O R. Uh, I believe oh, another. Hey, Balor, gotcha. Yeah, sort of devil, half demon. They're, they're huge fiends, demons. Yeah. Uh, they got big flame whips, um, which I didn't. Uh, I used once, but didn't really have it as a flame whip. Uh, I had, because obviously he was like proficient with fire, but then obviously the firestone was the thing. He didn't have it, but the firestone sort of power was being imbued into him, hence why it exploded at the end of, uh, end of his life. Um, then Creek was based on a drow matron mother. Okay. Which uh, obviously makes sense there. And Draclin was based on Zariel. I did one. How do you spell that? Zara, Z-A-R-I-E-L, who is a devil, watch fiend. She is the Archduke of the first layer of hell. She mm -hmm. is the general against uh, the demons of the abyss. She's a fallen angel. Challenge rating 26. In, in classic D&D, not in this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you play uh, the pre-written module, Descent into Avernus, that's all about Zariel's kind of fall and all that. A really good module, actually. A lot of fun. Oh, speaking of, um, fucking noisy pack in there. Speaking of, like, uh, character, like, the, the enemy and what they're based on, um, I'm gonna be, like, honest with you, you know the whole, like, they were, um, uh, the enemies were larger than average, like, uh, the, the... Oh, yeah, those machines, yeah. Kobolds were larger, no, the, yeah, the kobolds were larger than average. There was a point when I, you'd fought them a couple times, and then you, I think... I've been sharing one of you in the comments like, oh yeah, they're the kobolds that are like a couple feet taller than the average. And I was like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I didn't realize that they weren't meant to be that tall. And I was like, yes. Yeah, you probably said something <laughs> at some point. It's like, oh yeah, they're, they're five feet tall. Thinking, oh yeah, that's, that's normal kobold height. <laughs> oh. yeah. And then later I was just like, oh fine, I'll make it a thing that they can make. It makes sense anyway. But when you said it, I was like, yeah, they are. Like, <laughs> that is a thing that I completely knew. <laughs> I feel like I remember you making a face. Probably. Because like, every once yeah. in a while we say something and you make a face and you're like, 
okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to go with that, you know. <laughs> Um, do we know when Simon's coming back? Just because the whole thing about character's future was from his question, so I'd feel bad starting without him. It Simon. Yeah, Simon. <laughs> um, I say okay. One thing I will do then. I can have a look through some of my um, my my notes. See if there's anything interesting that I wrote down that you didn't know. Uh, there was a lot of Edge's backstory that a lot of people didn't know. Ooh. There's a I've lot. I've also got a question. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so obviously we go off the plan quite often mm. but is there any point like we went off what you had planned for us that you really wish we'd stayed on track and did uh it's hard to answer that question because there's two two tactics that i use with the expectation that you never really follow exactly what i want firstly my campaigns are skeletons they're written mm. as a outline that i can fill in with improv as we go and secondly if you go wildly in a different direction and there's something that i really wanted you like a point that i want you to hit i just recontextualize <laughs> so you never really like go there, there's times when i'm like oh i didn't expect them to do that but then it generally comes back around to what it was needed yeah. or i just change how the story was going to go like more often than not i'll just like okay they weren't interested in this thing that i sort of hinted towards they are interested in this let's just improv for now make some notes and then just write down that story because so have you ever hinted at something and we've not done it at all and you've kind of... I can't it. remember. I mean, the thing at the end there, you're not talking to Bexlan. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, uh, yeah. I probably, I can't really think, because, because it's so, like, skeletal, like, possibly, but I forget the things because I don't think about them. Because in my mind, if you're not interested, then I'm not interested because I want you guys to be having fun, so therefore I'm just going to focus on whatever you were interested in. Oh, I can think of one. The... Mm -hmm. The... Blade of Death from the Perwolven Temple that you gave Etch. Yeah. I feel like you you had said before that's like there you could have looked into that a lot more. You know, the weird branding that's on its hand that resulted from that. I yeah, I don't like, really have anything written from that. Cool um I, I probably could have created stuff from that. I think I was surprised that you didn't look into it, but I wasn't expecting you to. That was just like a sword replacement. Um there is one thing that I have uh written. Forced down. sword replacement. <laughs> Maybe get rid of my old one. Salt <laughs> Salted potatoes, uh, potatoes. Oh uh, yeah, potatoes. Yeah, I think oh, yeah. I still had some Walkie of those. Walkie-talkie necklaces. Mm-hmm. Walkie-talkie necklaces. Amulet looks like little lips. Touching lips works like walkie-talkie. Everyone can hear range of a thousand feet. They do have a range of a thousand feet, which apparently at some point got increased to anywhere. Um, fun fact. <laughs> we have special ones. Yes. How how quickly did you find that in your notes there? That is the second um, the second page. <laughs> uh, so oh well, it works. I I have a, a question for Greg about the future related yes. to his character Ray. Uh, okay. Not Ray's future, your future. In, are you going to with your C three character? Are you changing up how you do their backstory so that I don't guess it as quickly? <laughs> uh, jokes on you! I don't have a backstory yet. I've got a lot. I've, I've got a lot worked out for my character, but no backstory. The moment when Joe, you were going through a pr prediction. I don't know if. I don't know what episode that is, but I'm pretty sure if you watched both mine and Greg's faces, I wasn't I there. Mine, Oh, you weren't there. Then yeah, that was when I was at case. my sister's graduation. I was watching on my phone yes. and just going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm sitting there going. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh boy. Oh, we really worked this one out. Oh, damn. 
like it was just uh, it was word for word like what was written in the in Greg's next story. It was a lot of fun. You didn't have all the specifics, but you had like the the whole overarching idea. Yeah. Hey, remember the time that you um paid a child to do your bidding? Yeah, yeah I did. In the, um, uh, the we we bought them from the underground of Quartier, right? Actually, yeah, Elsie was city. not impressed with that one. The hidden city. I can't remember. What it was. Oh you yeah, you were really upset about play. that. Yeah. No, it, no, 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 no. That we we, we rented their services to go pickpocket somebody. Yeah. Uh, I also have in here. I'm going to show you this. We didn't own them. Place. We hired them to do a job. Yeah. I know. I immediately sent them back home. You supported small business in the local. Exactly. Very, very small business. Exactly. Yes. It helps both the parent. Okay. Well, so the parent was kind of like. Pushing the child onto us for a service because we were asking around like how how may we get a service like this and the parent was just like you know my child and we're like mm, okay <laughs> so I wanted to show you this that there is the start of a table of can I do this in a in a the days which eventually turned into an actual thing of how many days you'd been away from. Veluna, because I was tracking how much had been changed by the Azima. Uh, uh, so I have like a proper little list of how long, how many days was between, and I have it on here as well. I remember uh, you talking about it, and we were all really anxious, like, oh, we left, and now things are going to hell. Fuck, we're all, yeah. we're yeah. all dead. Uh, <laughs> it was a total of, since you went from Veluna to Melnio, uh, to all the way back to coming to Quartzio, and I'd stopped tracking it, it had been 54 and a half days, but the ACMR had been in Verona for 30 and a half days, uh, which was fun. Yes, that was fun. We turned, turned yeah, up. I did find in my notes that Elsie wasn't really unhappy about the <laughs> yes. being there. It's very anti-ACMR. So angry. Although, I know. It's funny because we mocked Elsie her, was angry yeah. and racist. Yeah, you, you yes. approached it incorrectly, but at the same time, it's one of the times that you probably reacted probably... You, your suspicion was probably warranted, let's be real. Benby does have a second name. <gasps> His name is Benby Dumble. <laughs> Benby Dumble. Oh, I remember that now you yeah, said that. Benby Dumbledore? Dumble. We made this we made that same joke when we found it out. <laughs> yeah, probably. You're not very original. Although I think I'm I may have changed like Benby Benbington or something. Oh no no, that yeah, was um no that was, I didn't. That was for the, the thin guard uh in oh, yes. Step, Steppy Steppington. Or Steppy Steppington. Yeah. Steppy Stepson. I tell you something something we spent a lot of time on and never got used at all. Was the uh when uh, Flint became a uh, a rogue or whatever, a thief, we created the thief um thief marks. Do you remember? Oh, you and I sat there for ages. It's gonna have some use out. in next campaign. Oh good. If we took a long time working that blast. Thieves can't out. thieves can't. Thieves can't. Thieves, thieves can't. can't. I have and I've shown you all this before, I have custom thieves can't yeah 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 uh, which I, I think i ended up showing you guys uh but you and i said you and i sat down for ages yeah, we created it out. it's <laughs> not going to be useless <laughs> Alex, did you say thieves can't like thieves can't thieves can't whatever it's can't use this thing it's c-a-n-t it's you know i always thought it was thieves can't it's can't it's can't as in as in like incantation oh and I know that this is going to piss. Today. I know this is going to this is going to piss Simon off. So I need to say it. Uh, Etch's backstory is ten pages. 
Because <laughs> I, I remember you being pissed off that Balmutz was like three. So when I was making it, I remember being like, this is for Simon. <laughs> In fairness, how old is he? Uh, oh. Hold on, I have it written down here. It's broken down into sections, like chapters of a book. Uh, <laughs> where'd it go? The last section's really yeah. long. He's 477 at the end of the campaign. Yeah. So that's, what, like, six lifetimes? <laughs> I'm yeah. surprised that it's only yeah, yeah. pages. <laughs> yeah, but most people don't write out. They're more like, oh, he's an old elf and things happened in his life. Like, they just Oh, no, this is Greg. I mean, I... Again, Felix was 200 years old. Yeah. Uh, I didn't write. Sure, he had I didn't think I wrote any backstory, actually. Didn't Clearly, any except he oh. had been a house the whole time. Yeah, but, like, quite a lot of things happen in houses. Well, that's true. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, I've broken it down to sections of ages 0 to 46, 47 to 200, 201 to 329, and three, 330 to 400, and then 401 to 476. I'd love to see what you do for your C3 character. Yeah, well, I don't think it's, it's not going to be nearly I as would. much. I would. They don't have 476 years of stuff to write. So. No, because I mean, I'm, I've already sort of got you guys to make them younger characters, generally. Yeah. <laughs> Things happening in houses. Um, that won't I, stop Greg. I was going to say that uh, uh, Joe has told us all about how the uh, names came about. Oh yeah, you've missed it, Simon. I explained I it, it twice. <laughs> twice. Well, now that everybody knows except for you, Simon, do you have any last guesses about? Uh... <laughs> so it was it was something that I I'll just I'll briefly repeat it off. It's something that I said to Alex when I made the character of because I crap at names i hate coming up with names for characters um well i'll just put in like this little like scheme and then if anyone notices it'll be really funny but if no one does like that's fine it's obscure and very little uh but desever comes from the french word for uh like dessert the pudding uh and bartlett uh his parents pharrell and gifford uh his restaurant danju uh, cat called Concord and his now twin called Williams, they're all different kinds of pairs. <laughs> I think I did guess that at the time. Did you? Because Concord, because Concord is a pair. I don't think you've ever vocalised it. <laughs> yeah, you've never said I it. Think, I think I thought that at the time and was like, but nah. With, uh, <laughs> with because Concord is a pair and it's a very specific like name and, and like cookery as well. Like, with Bartlett and Williams, that is actually the same pair. It's known by two different names in different parts of the world. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all called Pear Pudding, which I just thought was really funny. <laughs> so the future, the future there's, there's a lot about how I make my characters, doesn't there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to know your C3 character's name. Uh, not allowed yet. I know, uh, but I... Uh... The future of characters. <clears throat> Let's start with the the simplest, Elsie. <laughs> the simplest. Simplest. <laughs> that the, the, yeah. the, hu the human lifespan being the the, the shortest. Oh wow. Although I guess uh, Barty is simple. Yeah. I thought you were saying that she was dumb. And Barty's. Barty's <laughs> wow. I don't say that. Alex said it. Good knack. I would have thought. <laughs> um, because okay, so now Elsie and Zegith back together. Married as of the end of the campaign. Um, yeah. I mean, imagine if they just live a sweet old life growing up together. Yeah, kind of. She kind of uh, takes on um, 
like building the guild up properly mm-hmm. and running that for a long time. Uh, she goes to uni for some learning. I always thought like business studies, something along those lines. Um, uh, the uni wouldn't be in Veluna. You, well, actually, I guess there, there is the university in Veluna, but that isn't really for that kind of thing at that point. It's like a post She would go to some uni somewhere, like try and do part time at a uni because she wants to have some official like learning done because she's never really had a chance to do it. The only chance she's had anywhere close to learning was with Lord, and then she had to go off and save the world. So okay. she never, <laughs> she never has done any official learning. So she wanted mm. to do that part time whilst running the uh, guild, <clears throat> and then yeah, um, the lord. She, I'm not quite. I wasn't quite sure if she would go back to lord or not because she's like, level twenty sorcerer. She, yeah, she's learned what she needs <laughs> to know in that sort of aspect, and I doubt he could really teach her how to run a business. Oh, he's definitely more powerful than her still. Oh yeah, but like. She doesn't need to know that anymore, really. She she knows enough to survive and save a world, so... Hmm. Um, yeah, those, then... are three things. those are the two things that are on par. Surviving <laughs> yeah. and saving the world. <laughs> That's um, just personal survival and everybody else's survival. Surviving <laughs> while saving the world. Hmm. When Betsy dies, she takes over the winning of um, Dugnet's Dream. Dugnet's Dream's again. Yes, uh, which, if it is not renamed by that point, she will rename it to that. Um, and basically... Copyright infringement, after... I believe I came up with... Uh, <laughs> well, I don't care. Elsie bloody takes it. Because technically, she came worse, up Elsie with... Elsie went, the... went to uni for law school, bitch. <laughs> yeah, and Elsie came up with the name for your place, so... That is true. Switcheroo. Um... Basically, when she kind of gets to the point where she's she's done running the guild, she will then focus all of her time into the um, bar tavern thing. She has a small little family, and you know they're providing catering services. You know, kids. I can add on to you that also Velka, of course, being friends with you the whole of that time. Uh, Velka's got her own sort of a thing, but she's uh, the, the most important thing is Velka is friends with every generation of at that point Bolins, but like Bolins and Longwinds. Oh yeah, Velka like <coughs> once Elsie is like permanent in Veluna again, Velka is her everything. Like... Exactly, they're, they're good friends again. But she just yeah. means because for elves they get used to this idea of well, my friends will die, but their children survive, so I'll probably yeah. You're friends with a family. You're not friends with a person because you can't be friends yeah. with a person in the same way. Same as Etch, you know, really. Yeah, I, I always had this like weird thing in my head that like maybe Elsie's kids would grow up to call him something like Paul or something. I don't think like, you'd allow that. No, you wouldn't <laughs> allow that. Well, no, like it wouldn't be Etch. Uh, no, it would be some form of like. I, I was thinking, I think Etch wouldn't like it. But he would allow it, and he'd be like, oh, okay, fine. And, and at some point, he'd be like, yeah, fine, all right then. <clears throat> yeah, like, it'd be one of those, like, what's the word? It's Professor Vasvayas to you. Gr- gr- he would grudge you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be like some really, like, I can't think of the word for it, but nice name that the family, like, all call him. That's it. Endearing name. Um, <laughs> that they all call him whether he accepts it or not. But Yeah, exactly. You can, you can just imagine him, he's coming round and all these kids going, pop, 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 and he's like, don't call me pop, 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 Yes, what? <laughs> and I think they would have probably had the same with Maya, but depending on how Maya reacts, 
Because <laughs> I can see Maya being a bit more like scary if she's like, no, you're not calling me that. I, th- I think I can actually see her. She'd be fine with it, and and, and yeah. she called, she would start calling him Papa when the kids are around. He'd be like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, Maya go tell your papa when... about that thing. Mine would soften up when they had their when Maya and Etch had their own kids. Yes, which I I really want to hear about Etch's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same here. I think that would be very soon after the campaign ends. I just sorry, just very quickly. So Zegith then, having been brought back, mm-hmm. confirmed no longer the Nightwalker can mm-hmm. have kids. Because yeah. I believe that was one of the things of as Nightwalker, you can't. Well, I could adopt. Well, well as Nightwalker, there would have been issues, but he's been brought back. So, so again, sort of getting into it uh, now that I can. With him being brought back by Hesag, he didn't. It wasn't like his soul was brought back from hell. Like he didn't exist anymore after he was killed. Like that was the thing of being the Nightwalker. He didn't exist anymore. But Hesag is literally the creator of life on on gel so therefore can just like use information to just bring back the idea and concept of Zegith. so he so is a whole new person. exactly he's technically new. completely a new and hence why he had to use like living matter to sort of recreate all that she didn't have to and why he's got point. no scars or anything exactly no scars it's just a fresh body as like a just a print basically um so yeah, is he, he like an idealized Zegith then no, is he no, the he's, ideal he's, man? He's, <laughs> <laughs> for Elsie, maybe. Um. <laughs> the Rick and Morty thing of they, you put on the helmet and it makes the thing of how you perceive them to be. Uh. <laughs> but yes, no, he's he's basically just human again. Um, I did consider going back to like Weedy Little Zegath, but I thought Hesag wouldn't do that because Hesag didn't know Weedy Little Zegath. I, no, I must admit, that's what I thought you were going to. Do. I, I was, was really dreading that you bit. Would. I was dreading that bit. I was really hoping you were going to. <laughs> I, it would be funny, but it didn't make logical sense. Um, which, in this case, for for Purdy's sake, I was like, yeah, let's let's go with the the logical path. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Kids, future. Um, there's stuff that I wanted to say, but I can't because it's to do a C3 that you guys wouldn't really know yet, so <laughs> it's there. I, I think Etchemaya would have had a kid within like a year or two after campaign ends. I think that would be the only kid they have. Maybe Aww. one more. Um, and then Etch keeps keeps doing his thing. He keeps running his shop. Uh, I don't know how much... Alex and I have talked a lot about yeah, none of that much, stuff. I don't know how much I can. <laughs> yep, <laughs> you're good. Okay. None, none of that. C three is going to open on all of us looking up at this giant golden statue of Etch. <laughs> <laughs> I I can say he retires from the council at some point. Yes, because um, he doesn't want he doesn't want that shit <laughs> like that. Which is no surprise at all. No. Yeah, Maya probably sticks around in it for a while. Actually, she enjoys and, being the the council of trade. Yeah, I, I don't want to say too much because a lot of it will possibly come. Yeah, there's stuff that will be made obvious, but um, I know the one thing you kind of want to say about the shop. <laughs> that and that and um, just like his work with the crystals in general, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to know about the family bit. But what about Ray? I mean, Ray's. So I know, I know, I know, but I know, I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> um. They travel a lot, um, and I think once 
if the tunnel to the Feywild is set back up, they probably travel over there as well. And if other connections are set up, they travel as much as they possibly can. And as they are, they spend like um, a few weeks or months in each place. Um, just causing some mischief. I was thinking like Rhea sets up little little challenge like challenge rooms, like escape room type things that are just like magically running control if somebody finishes them. Some more dangerous than others. With clear warnings outside, so people know what they're getting themselves into. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just kind of leaving their mark across all of Shell and beyond. I mean, the beyond bit is more difficult. They, you would, at a certain point, be able to go over to um, uh, the Feywild again. It, it's a weird... So for most people, you travel to a different uh, plane, I would call it, but a different world. The... Nightwalker equivalent, like the protector of that world will be like, nah, you're not meant to be here. For those two, because they've been allowed on Shell by um, Schnell and also by the Nightwalker and have also originally from um, Favel, they can kind of slip between the cracks if they're careful about it and as long as they don't, don't do it too often. They can kind well, of I just thought like, we were setting up a, a solid the, tunnel. The Teleporters are all over the rest of the world. I don't. I don't think the solid tunnel between the Feywild and. Because uh, we had jammed. talked about it at some point of building some. I, I don't remember these discussions. <laughs> I have no memory. As someone yeah. say it with confidence first, and that's the canon one. <laughs> I will bring up the moment in the episode in which you said it and send it to you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said something about it. It depends Do if it I is. said it as a concept as Zegith, or if I was just like, yeah, that's a thing that exists, or if that was a thing. Because I, I, I don't know, because the way I know, now I know a lot more about the future now that I have written more about it. It's, um, it how it's set up, it's unlike. T3 crashing down around Greg's ears right now, <laughs> if this thing doesn't exist. No, no, it's, uh, that's just my headcanon for I know for sure that it, there wouldn't be like a connection between the two, because Schnell wouldn't want True. that open full connection but slipping between the cracks for the two of them would be possible alright then they do that um, and I think at some point they adopt and there there is a lineage of, of adopted uh, Ray Aura do they, uh, they double barrel names do they use one of the names do they choose a new name I mean what's the lineage just, just have one name that's true. It's no, but I say Ray doesn't have a last name, does she? <clears throat> no. I thought she thought they did. Either way, fun times. Because Ray, Ray likes Flora, uh, loves Flora. Um, you could say she's a lot like a British chain of like flower deliveries and that she's into Flora. That silence says everything. <laughs> you're, you're, you're muted, Simon. Uh, but I think we all know what you're trying to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I really I enjoyed said, that. I said, so this is Joe's final episode on the podcast. Um, I'm, disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed that didn't get a chuckle. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> sometimes they hit, sometimes they do not. Uh, <laughs> Putting uh, silence. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh. oh, also, you, you won't have heard when you first made that joke. Literally, you made that joke, and I went, ugh. 
<laughs> I, I do like only response. I do like that Etch and Elsie will probably be having children around about the same time. Yes, but here's yeah. the fun thing: they would they wouldn't really grow up together because elves mature over a hundred years. Whereas, yeah, I know. Uh, humans mature over twenty years, so that would be like really weird. It would it would start with they're both cute babies. Your uh, Elsie's kids would turn into toddlers and have fun with you know uh, interacting with babies. But by the time Elsie's <clears throat> kids are like twenty, they'd be looking they, after. They'd, they'd be babies. They'd be like babies yeah. For Etch's <laughs> uh, kids, and then they'd get to you know the end of their life just as Etch's kids are getting mature. <laughs> Which is this? This is where it's so weird of human and elf. So it would be. So yeah. they would end up as babysitters for Elsie's great grandchildren. Exactly. I also <laughs> like to imagine that at the end of Elsie's life. Uh, Zegith would probably pass away first. Um, like, mm. old age, or casual, that kind of stuff. For the last, like, ten years of uh, that, it is... Um, Velka is purely just, like, looking after Elsie. Because Velka, that oh, is still oh. perfectly fine. Like, this has only been... You know, Did, speaking of Velka, you know that she had that, the black... Yes. Uh, did that? Did, we, did you have any idea what was going to happen with that? Or just, just, just stop? If you like, I mean, Lord looked into it, stopped it. It's not reversible. Um, the whole point there was more uh, the dragon, or like the wyverns, uh, if they're out of control. One of the things they can do for their reproduction cycle is steal people and then transform them into wyverns. Huh. Um, hence, why there's part of that protection from the Nightwalker to stop that from happening. Um, mm. Okay, right. so but, but it was stopped halfway. So she would have turned into Wyvern, but she's like in like a weird halfway house, uh, or not even halfway. So now she's, a, she's she's like a half Wyvern that can also turn. She's into not a half Wyvern. She's she's more like a half uh, Dragonborn because she has but, like, arms and sort of chest of. Uh, what happens scales. when she turns into a werewolf? Does that is the werewolf also? Half well, I don't see it, but uh, to be a bit meta, yeah, it would it would not be a werewolf. It would be more like a, a more human or humanoid. Humor, humor, more humanoid wyvern type thing, like a giant, like terrifying beast of wow, strange. You know what's that, yeah. you know what's that really good, interesting? A wyvern is the the weird disease that we had friend have in the beginning, where she was like, like half her half of her body was scaly dragon stuff going mm. on before she was killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, just a weird connection there yeah. that has no. It, it's not actually connected, but retrospectively, yeah. it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh. oh, sorry, I interrupted you. I was saying so. Uh, Velka would be looking after Elsie. And Velka would be looking after, like, doing, taking care of uh, Elsie in, in the last few years. Ah, I like that. I like that picture. It's a nice picture. That's really sweet. Well, of course you would. You know. But again, for elves, like, she doesn't grow old. She sees Elsie grow old and is, has to accept that that's how this happens. There's no reversing that, you know? And the relationship changes from, like, mothering, or, like, I mean, you're both sort of young, so, like, friends, to you ending up kind of mothering Velka, to Velka looking it's after, Velka. you know, her mum at the end of her life kind of thing. Um, because bear in mind also, she doesn't have parents. She has yeah. obviously got... um. So I've managed to make some bleed. Um, she has obviously got uh, Etch and uh, Maya, but they, Maya never really accepted her as a kid, and then wow. it became more friendship than not. Well, to be I fair, at the time I'll... when that kind of happened, it was like, Veiluna is crumbling, we need to save it, <laughs> you know? Which is like valid. Yeah. 
Itch saved Veluna, but didn't save the world. Just left it to other people. Easy. <clears throat> so what about uh, Felix's future? What about what Felix? Yeah. Well, there, is, there is some stuff I do know about uh, that I want to bring up with you about Felix's future, because obviously the concept that he doesn't die. Um, mm. But I don't you, want to talk about it, because it would be C3 and stuff. Commit seppuku, basically, if he wanted to. Yeah, I mean, the, the first question is, does he decide to move himself on, or does he stay in existence for uh, up until so... C3 and more? Here was my kind of concept for that. So, with the kind of newfound abilities associated with, um, I mean, on paper they're due to being an artificer, um, and the armor specifically in the kind of infusion thing. But the way that I kind of explained it in in law was that he was kind of kind of piecing off a little bit of his soul and infusing it into whatever object it is. Um, and so I, I, I don't know if it was, I don't know if I specified or whether it was made clear from the little flashback thing from when he was in contact with a livestone. Felix is like, kind of when he was a child, he was the son of a potter um, in the village that he grew up in. And so I kind of think that at some point Felix kind of gets tired of exploring the world and settles down in Veluna and starts kind of making pots again, just as like a kind of just a potter and then selling them. And that through whatever kind of I don't know, whether it's inspiration or whether it's intentional or whatever, that every time whenever he makes a pot it just like has a little bit of his spirit in it. And that eventually he just makes enough pots that he just runs out of spirit and then and then dies, I guess, or passes on. That's cute. I can imagine a situation where, because he's in a robot body, he makes a pot, and it's like a, a sad scene of like, a, oh, finally, sort of thing, and oh, hello. and <laughs> makes the pot, puts it on the shelf, goes down, sits at, you know, whatever potting table, and then just the machine just... Yeah. It just stops. It's quite... It's no stops. dramatic ending, just just stops, and then someone That's finds sweet. him. Someone finds him. I'd like to think that he was like that. That, that takes a while, and that oh, yeah. in that time he's like becoming more part of the kind of Baylunian community, and he gets to kind of experience the kind of village life that he didn't have as a kid. And all I that. can imagine that thing happening over maybe like two hundred years. Yeah, something like that. A couple hundred years, yeah. I Enough think... to become like, yeah, a, a known and recognised part of the community. Yeah, yeah. I think Greg had the same realization that I did. Um, and I, I will say, I very much enjoy that ending. But put pieces of his souls into objects and is the son of a potter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, is, is Potter and, and when he was a child, he died. I was going to be more Harry Potter, the potter <laughs> <that> died. <laughs> <laughs> lived, lived in a cupboard. Was a cupboard. That was a house. <laughs> I was going to say, say, make sure not to trap any elemental demons inside of your pots as you're making them. That's how that yeah. happened. And historically, no, I, not looked upon. I, uh, I really enjoy that. Of, of kind of like the, uh, kind of the the warrior hanging up his sword, kind of thing, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and a nice way to kind of simulate like growing old and 
more Freya. Yeah. Do you know what? You know, it gives mm. me obviously a robot, but it gives me like massive uh, Uncle Iroh vibes. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, it's like if if Wally was crossed with Uncle Iroh. Hmm. Uncle Wally. But like everyone loves, you know, <laughs> good, good, good old Felix the Potter. Yeah. With a with a mysterious way, is there a gigantic like battle robot making pots? That <laughs> sounds like the kind of thing you'd meet in like during the campaign. You go to a town and there's a you know, there's yeah. a potter, there's a, there's a robot, it's, seven it's a foot tall. For you, Simon, and obviously this is something you and Alex can work out another time if if it is the case. Would they be? Would they have things like artificer infusion like effects? Would they be? magical items in and of themselves I was, or would they just I be sure. long lasting i yeah i mean i was i figured it was kind of long lasting or i guess potentially i don't know they might it might just be that like if food is stored in them it stays fresh for a little bit longer like the forever shiny enchantment that ray yeah. had on her That's <laughs> yeah i think they'd be but very minor like very minor effects that can like not 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 even like as much as a jug of like ever everlasting water or whatever. Just like you know, food can be stored in it and it stays fresher for much longer. Or maybe just like you put it as a centerpiece and the house just feels more comfortable and warm. You get that nice house, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like could be all sorts of small things because it's only a tiny bit that's all over everything. A calm emotions pot. Yeah, yeah. Would it be ironic as well that technically those pots are machined? <laughs> they're handmade, but they machined by hand. Are they handmade? They have to be labeled machine, machine by hand. He just, he just kind of converts transformer style into like a lathe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do you think clay pots are made? Uh, Wait, but does he have like a like a clay injector like on his wrist, which he can like use to make all the details? Oh, yeah. yeah, I'd like to. I think I think that he probably works with Etch and and like Batano to like create kind of I don't know like hand attachments or something that would help, like cake decorating tools, but for clay. <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, clay has, there, the are, like, there are implements that you use as a potter. So mm -hmm. yeah, uh, eventually they figure out what the crystal in his chest does. <laughs> it's actually it's a it's a it's a for, it's a forever shiny charm. <laughs> no, maybe it's a transformer charm. It gives them the ability to transform into a leaf. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a projector, so he can just trace the out of the. Like, uh, out yeah. <laughs> That's why we couldn't figure it out because it's a rather just mundane effect kind of comparatively. <laughs> Uh, okay, how about Barty's future? Uh, so, oh, well, I was going to say, uh, what about Unit? Yeah, um, what about well, Unit? Oh, true. Unit, yeah, Unit. Oh, Unit's a bird. Unit was a bird. Unit's having a great time um, having it as a bird. And though technically, druidically, you cannot, you know, your worldship runs out. Um, now. It's one of those things where, like, it's so passionately done, like, the magic just, it sticks. And I think, at this point, Unit could possibly turn back into a former Sid, but, like, would actually be more difficult to do. I think it's. I, I, kind of, I kind of think it, it's more like that. His like, his actual race has shifted, mm. and like, he's not actually using wild shape now. That's just his yeah. form. And were he to wild shape, he could wild shape back into a former Sid, but that wouldn't last for very long. If that would, makes sense. Yeah. Would yeah. he ever fly back over Veluna to kind of like just 
Oh yeah, he's flying uh, around. He's, yeah, he's shitting on everybody I mean, all the time. He's <laughs> but I don't think he's. The thing is, I, th I think I think he he was probably like quite tired of the need of like responsibility that he had in terms of like essentially potentially being responsible for saving his entire people, and so like the enjoyment that he has from just burping around is is that he doesn't need to worry about that mm -hmm. sort of stuff. Was he a burp I... flying over the final battle? Yeah, he um <laughs> he, he shot on, right on Brackman's head. The story arc of unit turning to a bird and then realizing how freeing it was and then eventually going away by just like not really saying goodbye, just turning into a bird and just kind of flying away is Firstly, very anime, but secondly, amazing. Yes. I love it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Very, uh, fun, yeah. Brother Bear. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it was a great. It was a great sort of. Uh... I will say, I thought the moment that you two chose to change characters was per like perfect, like timing in terms of arc and how the kind of the overall story had gone and your personal stories with like a big kind of send-off event as, at the same time i thought worked really well mm. yeah it was it was a good yeah, uh, a yeah, good moment yeah. a good time uh but Barty's future so <laughs> this is the one for yeah so th this was part of my one of three plans so tav survived and was the nightwalker so assuming that he is setting up teleportation circles kind of around the world well I, well, I was going to say there's, there's a little bit of like crossover ish, yeah. um, and I will say from like the perspective, uh, and you do need to pay attention to this, though you are looking down, Father. <laughs> so I, was, I was looking back to see at what point I switched to characters. Okay, yeah. um, so you would after like a couple years, um, you would have been approached by Stahl, uh, or, or you probably would have approached now to say we made a deal that we would create. Actually, not even. Let me be like six months. Um, we made a deal that we'd have specific teleportation locations that are open and crafted carefully using both the Nightwalker's power and the uh, uh, Dragon's power, which are spaces which you can teleport in the world without tearing through. Um, like the the fabric of their home without being disturbing and they, but they are specific points you know they're, they're basically teleportation circles so you would approach to start that little project of des deciding where they're going to go and the arduous process of actually creating them because it's you know it's not necessarily an easy thing it's a very skilled crafting type thing uh which comes into the same context i know and i'm going to speak a little bit for you so be more than uh, free to interrupt me uh barty was planning on going around with tav and this would have been discussed at some point you just sent a message and where the locations of those teleportation circles, or at least some of them, not necessarily all of them, would be restaurant locations for Barty's chain. Yes? Yes. Um, so th there is this like That's arc really in there cute. of spending a good few years setting up at least one or two. There's more teleportation circles. In fact, I can tell you uh, vaguely how many there are, and it's a lot. Um, but one or two of these teleportation circles in each of the countries is set up in a restaurant. Maybe not in the Lestwin. Uh, probably actually probably in the Lestwin because they've expanded. They will expand that much later. Mm. No, probably not the restaurant in, in, in Lestwin because of how it currently is. But the point is you'd have gone around creating those. Um, the number of... Uh, is it this one? Teleportation lo 
locations. Oh god, can I have I put it on here? Uh, yes, I have. How many there to count? One, two, three, four, five in Carmenthia. Uh, two, four in Flurry, or like the Florian uh, couple. Four in Ferran, four in uh, Demore and Demoth. Four in Ferran Major, one in Ferran Minor, uh, one in Fourth, two in Dina Farrow, one in Elesdwin, one, two, three, four, five, five in Kugarum, one, two, three in. Let's change name, where's the other one? Jen, uh, one, two, three, four in Ecte, one in Miaro, two in Kugarum. <coughs> And one in Vasagal, and none in Hybris, because nobody lives there. I was going to say, is there one in Hybris, <laughs> the least visited restaurant in the entire world? <laughs> that, is, that is 34, if I counted those up, as yeah. you went along correctly. So, so there's about 34, but I don't imagine all of those will be restaurants. <laughs> what about the one in un, Underwater? The restaurant <laughs> yeah. that is going to make Underwater. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's of course, that's the <laughs> There's no um, teleportation circle underwater, but there might be a restaurant under there. Yeah. Damn. So, with it, 34, so... Bar Bartlett and Williams would suggest to Tab about keeping all of the ones that are that he wants to be on the grid, as it were, uh, for people to use as me methods of transportation rather than to get to secret places that he might want to set up elsewhere. He would suggest that all of those should be in the the restaurants because the restaurants are temples so they so it's basically the the same spell that i used to set up dug out dreams again as the field hospital i would use and that's why williams went to the other side of the world with tav uh and what they're they're basically they're splitting the work between the two of them so they go to a location agreed with tav of where one of these teleportation circles is going to be and every day for a year they live there uh, rather than every other day they live somewhere. They, they basically they live somewhere <laughs> for a year. And every day they cast Temple of the Gods, which is it's the thing that sets up. It's a 120-foot space. You get to choose how it's decorated and all the rest of it. So basically setting up this this thing magically. And so it comes with Temple of the Gods. Effectively, if, if you do it for a year, it just creates like a solid building. Yes, and it, it becomes permanent after a year. And so... You know the caster chooses how it how it goes, and it comes with various protections. So uh, you can choose uh, types of creatures that the spell opposes when you cast it. Choose one of more of the following: celestials, elementals, fey, fiends, or undead. So they would do it opposing all of them except for fey, because he knows that. Still <laughs> 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 yeah. trotting around somewhere. But if you uh, hit celestials, tap yeah, on celestials, yeah. Well, do ASMR count as Celestials? No, ASMR don't count as Celestials. I thought they did. No, ASMR are not Celestials. Celestials are another race. ASMR have Celestial genealogy inside them. Like, they are rooted from them. But it's in the same way that sure. tiefling, yeah, tieflings aren't devils. Uh, they just have... Fair it's it's more like, recently that, like, the new races introduced have had, like, fade. Like, yeah. you're able to be detected by fade. Speaking classic. It, it would basically be everything except... Like everything from that list except for Faye to stop things like devils, demons, zombies. Wait, but if, it, if so demons can't go in, does that mean that Melon can't visit? Demon's a devil. Uh, oh. Melon's a devil. 
He's still a fiend, but I imagine if he's in his little space, then probably mm. that would work. Yeah. Um, he probably wouldn't be able to come out in there. And I think, actually, up. probably to a certain point, you'd have diminished power inside one of those. Wouldn't make much difference, uh-huh. but like you wouldn't be able to use all of your spells yeah. inside because he's being suppressed. Well, it says on here, so because it doesn't entirely block them, it says... Uh, basically, if one of the creatures that the spell opposes attempts to enter the temple, which I guess this would count as, they've got to make a charisma saving throw, which is like your super high oh, yeah. save, I think, yeah. Um, on a failed save, they can't get in for 24 hours. Uh, but even if they can enter the temple, so if they succeed the save, then they uh, basically, when they make an attack roll, ability check, or saving throw, they minus a d4 from the roll. Uh, in addition, sensors created by divination spells can't appear inside the temple, uh, and creatures inside can't be targeted by divination spells, so you can't be scryed on, that kind of thing, inside one of the things. And then, whenever a creature regains hit points in there, they gain uh, an additional 5, because that's by wisdom modifier. Um, the only problem is that... Uh, so they, they can't be dispelled by Dispel Magic, but a uh, Disintegrate will instantly <laughs> destroy them. Uh, but there aren't that many people casting Disintegrate, and Disintegrate, I imagine, would blow up most buildings. I also hope they're yeah, not yeah, casting yeah. it in a random restaurant. No. <laughs> so so yeah. we, have a, we have a safe location um, to not ever be scried on, or <laughs> whenever well, this is. If this is hundreds of years in the future, who knows what kind of magic has faded. But to begin with, yes. Um... Um, I, I can tell. Who knows? I know. Um, <laughs> I do at some point want to go through with you where which of those locations of the, of the 34 I'll probably give you about... Well, you're going to do one a year, but I, in terms of like buying permissions and getting the money to get the, the land and stuff like that, you wouldn't get all 34 of them. Or 36, whatever it was. Um, but I go through with you which ones of those will be... Uh, Barty's restaurant things, but yes, it would take a long time. I think the ter- making the teleportation thing would take about a month. Take- making the temple would take about uh, yeah. well, the thing that I'm hoping would speed it up is that they would also be using their divine intervention as often as possible to mm. attempt to be like, "Hey, please yeah. make this just today." Yeah, yeah but the way it's works. But the way that the restaurants themselves would look is uh, the way like I described a- it to Alex. McDonald's. A message. No, but close. <laughs> it would be like Winnie Hot Juniors. The layout of all I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> but the layout of all of the wacky would warehouse be, would be the same. Uh, uh, they would all have the same kind of layout, and it would be similar to what I described with Miss Mary's mistake, where every town has a place where the locals go, and it's great. It, oh, I described it as kind of like a bit of a dingier version of the How I Met Your Mother bar. Um, but these wouldn't be like, they wouldn't be dingy, they'd be the kind of the really cozy and nice. But they would all be a slightly toned down version of TGI Fridays, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rather, than it, rather than it being all kind of old timey, I think Simon was upset by that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> his headphones, I think, stopped working. Rather than it all being kind of old timey um, <laughs> American memorabilia, it would be. Um, things from the local community uh, mm. of that place. And so the fee that is charged to use the teleportation circle is used to run the restaurants as non-profit and any profit is reinvested into the community. Uh, and that way he's kind of achieving the thing of 
making community pubs and a place for people to make friends and have good food. As, this is going to fuck up Alex's plan to make a hyper-capitalistic as, real... Everything that you know, Greg, you are not allowed to say because trust me, it doesn't fuck up any of my plans. As per his his kind of God's wishes. Um, but with the two of them doing that from opposite ends of the world, you know, even if it was all 34, it would take, and they never got a divine intervention, it would take them, what, 17 years each. So by the time that they finished, they'd be like 50. Uh, and at that point, uh, it would be likely that one of them, probably Barty, uh, would go and make his last restaurant in uh, the Triumphy. Malabi. Malabi, and get himself kind of a ring of water breathing uh, so that he can kind of go and live there while Williams would kind of oversee the general running of kind of the network of Jane. restaurants yeah. uh, and they would kind of take it in turns to go where most needed for their kind of clerical abilities of healing like every single day they would find someone to cast regenerate on uh, if you know if they were on their way to somewhere and, and weren't casting Temple of the Gods that day um because it's just it's the most like it's the most powerful free thing that they can do uh so you know just passing someone on the side of the road who's lost a foot be like there you go got your foot back stop yeah, by the local hospital cast prayer of healing yeah um <laughs> thank you for helping to and, fight capitalism we appreciate so, you yeah, so, williams so they'd probably spend <laughs> because they wouldn't be able to travel everywhere quickly they'd probably spend the next 20 years doing that uh kind of building the kind of the the network that would let people kind of advance through the world Start uh, up, uh, doctors before, without borders yeah before before kind of like retiring uh and only then in like a semi-retired state because they would then be able to have much easier access because Bartlett would probably, because they would all be temples, he would be able to, they would both be able to teleport to them, the ones that they have built, using word of recall. So he would probably just cheekily do that after sending Tav a message saying, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pop to the temple, <laughs> just gonna pop to the temple. <laughs> you wouldn't need to because since the teleportation circles only take a month, they'll all be there before the shops are there. So you can just use the teleportation circles. Yeah, but if there's not one in the uh, Apart from the, Triton, really in the Triton City, he would yeah. use that to kind of pop back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that would kind of be his kind what, of... What are, the, what are the restaurants called? They would all have different names that uh, kind of... Some of them would be named by people in that local area. Some, some of them would be named kind of after things about the strangelings, like... Uh, it was where he asked Elsie to name the first one. So the first one to be set up would be the Strangelings Rest um, in Veluna. Um, but yeah, it would be named after local local things for the most part, and then some some of them would be Strangeling related. At some point, I'm gonna crack a call with you, Joe, to like write down this stuff in more specific uh, detail um, for things that will affect obviously the future yeah. of yeah. Uh, yeah can i can i make my guess as to what i think alex is going to do with it by the time we get to it in c3 
completely dishonor any of Barty's wishes. Like, so, those no, no, no. is that it will be largely the same in terms of the aesthetic of them, uh, but in terms of the running of them, it will have been transferred to some kind of company that is charging loads of money for teleportation. Mm -hmm. I think I call it. For no discernible reason, yeah. And they're really a shell company as well. <laughs> and then Tav, uh, obviously through like every now and again, having to set up a, uh, having to, going to set up a thing. Um... Yeah, and if it only takes you a month, you'd probably just get a message every month, be like, I'm going to pop over to this place and then uh, <laughs> and I'll see you in a year. <laughs> you know, my, my sort of idea of what, what happened, happened to Tav after end of the uh, the the camera drawing out with him and the and the family so he he and his he would spend the next couple of years <clears throat> before all this starts dotting between his his family his kids would probably stay where they are in the in the village where they they wouldn't want to move but he and his father would pop over from time to time and then he would be um just make sure that family are all happy together at this stage he's not really the night walker properly yet so he would He's always considered himself as a fighter and a sort of champion of the of the of the of the uh, uh, oppressed. So he would be continuing to do what he has always done, which is look going around looking at. He, he, within Veiluna, he doesn't need to be uh, uh, a, a keeper of the peace. He wouldn't try and get involved with the uh, Platinum Guard there, or whatever they call themselves, the uh, Celestial Army, because that's all fine. It's all under control. His father's now retired. So he spent some time there, but he'd be going out and about, probably mostly in um, in the local areas, just going around, keeping the peace where it needed, carrying on like a sort of an adventurer, effectively. Uh, and when Barty uh, starts, and he starts to put together this uh, network of uh, teleportation rigs, he'd do that. But over that period of time, I imagine in that 30-year period, his kids would eventually pass away because they'd be in their 80s, 90s by the time that was all finished. His father would probably pass away as well, I should think, because he's already considerably older than he is. Um, not in thirty years. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. I reckon because how old he is. Uh, it's written down somewhere, but I reckon yeah. he's still got another like. Mm, well, probably less than that, actually. Yeah, probably about thirty years. I was thinking that. So by by the time all this is finished, his family will all he'll have um, his uh, grandkids sort of will be getting old by now, but also I imagine by this time the sort of night walkerness has started taking a little bit of an effect. He's less concerned about the family side and people. He's 30 years, not so much. Even 30 years more, is more, you become a bit of an injury, but not like... Yeah, yeah exactly. He's, he's more interested in... He'd be, he'd be very keen on looking after these teleportation circles and also using them to go around and continue his idea of keeping the peace. Well, I mean, after 30 years, uh, you'd have learned to... Just you can traverse. Uh, Tav can traverse the world with yeah, literally so he, zero effort. He doesn't he need to would, use the teleportation circles. You just walk through the fabric of existence, and he'll be using that to uh, continue doing what he was doing, which is uh, trying to sort of right small wrongs, not save the world. That, that doesn't need doing anymore. But he'd be sort of righting small wrongs, perhaps every now and again going to the king, saying anything going on in the kingdom that he's sorting out. He'd be just trying to make himself useful, basically. Hmm. And of course, eating the restaurants, which uh, he would enjoy immensely. And telling jokes. He has a, he has a stand-up set every uh, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah perhaps, <sighs> perhaps in those first few years. That is absolutely it's... lethal. A, a person who tells dad jokes 
and can walk through the fabric of existence and appear at <laughs> and any he's, time. No, and, he's, and he's immortal. <laughs> yeah. You're, like, you're lying in bed, it's like one in the morning, you can't sleep, rain's pouring outside, and suddenly a voice right by your ear just goes, so why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> why, couldn't the, why, couldn't the bicycle, why couldn't the bicycle stand on its own? It was too tired. I think it's uh, eventually... Like generations of kids that are scared of the monster in the closet that tells really bad jokes. <laughs> I think it's... That's just it's a problem probably, with zinc. That's probably contacts Tab for advice on raising a kid. Tab is just monster zinc. Like, Would you ever find out what your good friend Roger Miller, uh, who who uh, kept telling jokes about his kids and showing <laughs> books? Roger Miller. Roger Miller was my one-shot character from the prologue. The guy who was, like, <laughs> always on the kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm so angry that that person is existing in the world. <laughs> Just like, where? <laughs> Where are oh you my from, god, can we but... go to uni with one of his defendants that has got really worse jokes? <laughs> if you haven't chosen a, a descendant of Roger Miller, I'm going to be very upset. Would Tav and Barty, because Tav is so keen on trying to understand humor and he thinks he's he thinks he's got the hang of it after a few years, would they set up a, a comedy club? Yeah. Oh, I was I mean... going to say, would he, would he become like a, a PhD in like entertainment art. <laughs> yes. if, if you wanted one of the restaurants to be a comedy club instead, he'd probably do that. But I was thinking... Yeah, I, 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 a comedy I, club I, that serves food. Lack I mean, of but, glee club. Oh, it could we make the Strange Drinks Rest a comedy club? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. no. Don't tarnish, don't or tarnish maybe, my memories I mean, like that. <laughs> by the time the uh, C3 rolls around, it's probably the yeah, long it's gone. But they might have uh, comedy night or something. But, so that's tough. So for Flint, on the other hand, Yes, please tell oh, us I, about Flint. I mean, we can go into detail. Well, so here's the... Hmm, how much do I want to? It's fine. I don't mind the meta. Uh, do you want me to do... Because I have, like, more in-depth, I believe. We have spoken about, about, um, Flint's, uh, about Flint's uh, story. You don't so... mind Flint spoilers, but you mind Edge spoilers. Okay. <laughs> edge, edge spoilers will make a difference to perception of C3. <laughs> if, you, if, you didn't, if you didn't so heavily involve your backstory in the literal fabric of it's your the reality own of Okay, I didn't do that. Chose, Alex saw that and was like, we, so really, we really like this place, and now I mean, this is I, where we I, live. Alex saw that and said, oh, Greg has already written 10 pages of my character, of my World's exposition <laughs> for me. I'll probably use that rather than think of it myself. Four hundred <laughs> years of city history. I, Yummy. Yeah. I, I reckon that Flint's Flint's future could absolutely impact C three if someone is playing a zealot barbarian of Flint. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's the thing. So you you all know that Flint as Locke went back to uh, <sighs> deity. Huh? Well, he... so Flint. Hang on. Let me get through because the, 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 all this is Flint as Locke. Uh, went back to the uh, uh, to Alestin <laughs> and went through the ranks, just being a monk, trying to uh, sort of get up to the top. It was the idea of being able to get up to where there is a split and go back to uh, his parent. Um, also doing a lot of research into how to open the rift, possibly contacting Zegith every now and again, like a little bit of a back and forth. Definitely, yeah. Really and subtly, oh. because obviously you're not wanting, well, yes, but also not wanting people to realize that there's a connection there, because Locke is meant to be a completely, like, new. Meeting person. him in a park dressed as businessman and hanging <laughs> over a briefcase on a bench that's got lots of little diary notes in it. Eventually, he manages to open up this rift. Up in the top of the tower, Flint 
and this is after like uh, a good few years, manages to open the rift and actually go through uh, to see his parent. But when he goes through uh, the material body, his uh, uh, halfling. halfling body is left behind, undamaged, kind of just like just a dead body, just, just uh. no no soul, no nothing left back. Whereas the uh, fire elemental appears through. Uh, which means back in Lesdwin, Locke is found com- completely unknowingly, un- unknowing how it's happened, just dead. Uh, and it's very sad, there's a funeral and all that kind of stuff. It, but it, does, it isn't passed as any kind of bad thing, as, in, as, as no one's murdered <coughs> Locke. It's just kind of, you know, a, a sad occasion. On the other side, in uh, the fire plane, um, within a few hours, uh, Flint is met by the White Flame, which is the Fireplane's equivalent of the Nightwalker. Because, and and it's explained that Flint, though technically is a Fire Elemental, and seems as though Flint would be from this plane, when Flint was born, he was shown (coughs) into Gel, so by the laws of how this all works, he is actually a native of Gel, not the Fireplane. But they make a deal, because Flint's like, well, I just want to be here as long as my parents here. I want to spend this time with them, and once they burn out, I will return. We'll make a deal. I will return, like, the day that they burn out, I will return back to Shell. Uh, so there's a good five years where, nice happy ending, Flint gets to spend those years with their parents, getting to know them, both being fire elementals, woo, flaming everywhere. Uh, and eventually... Eventually, his parent does burn out, as they do. And the white flame, you know, within within 24 hours, returns to him and says... You just when your parent burns out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the white flame reappears and says, right, it's time for you to hold up to your end of the deal. So he gets taken back to the empty plane. Um, he gets taken back... And it involves... And this is just a little fun thing. It involves, like, the dragons, but... Uh, there, there's a fact that I don't think I've told all of you that in different worlds they're not dragons they're only dragons on gel it's kind of like a, where you're from is how you perceive them or they you know kind of like a chameleon circuit type thing they fit in to what it is so in the fire plane they look like phoenixes in the fire plane they look like police boxes and I know what you're asking like oh how come we went across to the um, we went across to Fae and uh, they were yeah, dragons they. right is that a question on Greg's mind there sure yeah <laughs> okay, well, that's a question. The point is in there is, firstly, I never said there were dragons, I just said there were big black beasts in the sky, and secondly, the dragon that you went on stayed as a dragon whilst you went over. Well, so um, they could have been, been black bears? Could have been, been anything, they're just flying black beasts. Um, but anyway, so it's, it's a beast, and they came through. Anyway, he arrives in Lestwin, having come back, as a fire element. Because he's a fire elemental. He doesn't have a, 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 a body anymore. Um... But the monks, at first, curious, like, what is this thing? There's a creature. Is it dangerous? Is it not? They use magic. They recognize and eventually work out that this is Flint. It has the energy of Flint you know, after their investigations. And everyone thinks that Flint has returned from the dead to once again be a prophet of Helm. Uh, you know, in the, in, cause, because the symbol of Helm is the palm with the fire and the eye and all that kind of, like, it, it sort of curls back around anyway. Um, so he spends a while helping out the town and being an icon. Um, and after about 30 years... Absolutely iconic. Absolutely iconic. After after 30 years, it actually burns out uh, once the town has become safe. Because there's a lot of, like, with the the fire rentals, their lifespan is not a determined amount of time. It's more when it's the right time. One of those, like, when is the right time? Who knows? When there's a heavy rain. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Charmander. Monsoon season. No. <laughs> Not a monsoon. It'll kill. F- anyway, um, they're like little kids in the town. Are like water fight. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so when there's less of a threat from the doors and stuff, Flint burns out. But then Flint is uh, continues to be revered as a godly figure throughout history, and like it's written about. So there's Helm and the Prophet of Helm. It's very like God and Jesus kind of. Flint as came back as you know a flame as literally as a flame to be you know once again the prophet of uh, reborn as the prophet of uh, thinly veiled Helm. criticism of modern religion. What? No. The, uh, what? I, no. What I see it as very. Uh, I see it playing out very life of Brian. You know where <laughs> he's in the hole and he's like, I'm not the Messiah, and they're like, So modest. <laughs> I can see that. I mean, absolutely, I guess because Kobe comes back. Remember that they already think he uh, drove away the Dormish army and has saved the city. Well, so they he all watched as he annihilated an entire army. <laughs> he yeah. like ran across. The- so when he comes back, uh, he, they are all like, "Oh, he is a he is the prophet. He is he is the Messiah. I'm not the Messiah. I'm not the Messiah. Honestly, he's so, so- modest. <laughs> I need to go watch that again now. <laughs> can there also be a fashion line made after him? Unlikely, because it's a religious group. But it, I mean, I mean that's maybe it's the capitalist. His story. He 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 comes back. He comes back. He gets better. He comes back and tries to help out as much as he can around the city until eventually everything calms down and at that point he burns out. So, from your guys in C three perspective, you wouldn't know anything about like Helm and the Prophet of Helm. That's a very like a Lesdwin specific religious. In a Lesdwin, you'd know all about it. But that's just reading about the newspaper on the other side of the world. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's a big thing, but around the rest of the world, not so much. Because so much of the world is like there's so many gods and all this kind of stuff. I have a question. Yes. So. Would the sending because sending works across planes? It's got like a five mm-hmm. percent chance to fail or something. So Barty would every so often, you know, not loads and loads, but with definitely with you know multiple times within a five year period, message Flint. So would he be like in twenty five words? Be like, am back home, very hot here. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back when parent dies. You know, it would hate this. <laughs> so we'd, so we'd, we'd be, we would know that he was. So we like, if we hear. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the strange thing. Stopping. The strange thing would know because they know he, that uh, Locke is Flint. So they, he would have kept in touch over that period of time up until he, and the minute he went back. He can't contact you, but when you next contacted him, it'd be like, I found my way through. I'm back in the fire plane, <laughs> but I will be returning sometime soon. <laughs> and then, like, if, I mean, it's only five years after that, so all of you still alive would have, like, vague reports of, like, you know, this flame coming back in the last The minute. prophet like, if of you're looking into it, you find exactly the prophet helmet. You'll be like, all right, he's back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, upon Flavio reading that headline, Etch would have sent a message since he can still do that once a day, saying, "Hey, careful not to start a cult." What if, what if in future, what if in C three, one of our characters is like a cleric of Flint? You couldn't be a cleric of Flint because Flint isn't actually a god. Helm is. You can be. A, you can be a cleric of Helm, yeah, but Flint yeah. isn't actually 
it's just it's just been badly perceived. That's right. Hang on. Against, I... against but if you believe hard enough, power of friendship. Can I get this get this right? So hmm. we have Mark's <laughs> D D uh, dice breakers career of characters ending is one ends up as an arch devil <laughs> one ends up as a deified prophet <laughs> and the other is the immortal arbiter maybe they were right maybe D D is a power <laughs> fantasy <laughs> well can somebody say power complex <laughs> 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 well, the rest of us are like, we'll open some restaurants and, uh, <laughs> and Simon's like, I'm gonna make pots and like Units of bird. <laughs> that is, yeah, somehow extremely on brand. Yeah. <laughs> we all need to take a seminar run by Mark on how to end a character. Yeah. <laughs> how to succeed yeah. in this? Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> that is amazing, actually. No. Ah, this damn game. Uh, <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Oh, funny. You either become a potter or you become a prophet. There's no in between. <laughs> or a bird. Right, as we're rounding, I mean, there's still like you know, I, uh, I'm a butter or you live entire... <laughs> Well, I, I want to have you improv some some <laughs> stuff that happens to some of the NPCs. Like, some how, NPCs? How, what do you know about? How's it all go with Valerie? How, how well, her, well, uh... well, I mean, Valerie's yeah. a fairly simple one. I mean, she's got the two shops. She's happy with the two shops. She just wanted to yeah, she expand. Yeah, she just wanted those too. I mean, she just want to expand further than that. She just wanted to be on the other side. I mean, Courtsia obviously constantly does. Um, there is like a Courtsia's progression as a city is stilted, stilted, is halted, is stiltified, What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> is stunted, stunted, stunted. Um, <laughs> is stunted by is stilted the right word? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, regardless of is held back by Veluna because Veluna explodes as a city because the, the, the strangelings um, create, generate a lot of revenue and it like constantly powers the city. Um, so it can like really bring up, but it, it, for her, uh, you know, a couple more. She, I mean, her life's fairly simple. It like goes along uh, with the with the shops. Eventually, passes down for some like proteges. Um, and, and retires. Obviously, has to stay inside. Is a vampire, but uh, doesn't really I, age. I, um, yeah, yes and no. I mean, there is like a natural life cycle for vampires as well as not. It is longer, um, but it is not uh, immortal. Oh, what about um, the key? Speaking <clears throat> of the vampires, did we ever figure out why the ASMR turned on to Team Genocide and destroyed <laughs> the vampires and the bugbears? In well, so, like, so the thing about like the all Sarah army re regimes, they're controlled by fear. Well, with with, with the Sarah yeah, Island, right. the thing that happened there is there was there was a tension between three different things because the island is sinking, resources are, are starting to run out, and there's three sides who get tension between them. And effectively, uh, it's a decision made by the high up of the um, uh, Celestial Army that it's misinformation mixed with uh, just like uh, misunderstanding from fear is 
they're going to attack us, so we have to attack them first. Because if we let them attack first, people will. <coughs> and it just turns, it starts, and then it goes on forever. And, the, and they are the most powerful of all of them, so they, they win. What'd you say? I said pre a preemptive strike. Yeah, exactly. And of course, that isn't. It, it's not, not exactly. It's not a good method, but that is the reason why it started and they just annihilated. And the, the, the vampires turning into a vampiric mist is, is mostly because, uh, like, as a collective, they're so angry that they did basically turned into a mist. <laughs> they stayed alive, didn't quite die um, naturally. So, I have an additional question, which yes, you've designed the map for C three, and I didn't see this on there, so I'm guessing it doesn't currently exist, but. A good idea memorial for those lost in the dragon attack yeah so i, I it's something you brought it before and it isn't written on the valen map but there would be a uh, a, a memorial um of, of like all the names of everyone who was uh, who was lost very like you know like the uh, it uh, you have these parks where it's just lots and lots of like mm -hmm. these yeah. little mini monoliths that have all the names it would be that kind of a thing i don't know where it is i, I will at some point write down but that yeah, would be there that you wanted to do as well question mm, that would be there and and for, for the clarification as well there is no like bigger plaque for those who are quote yeah. more important it's just yeah, everyone yeah. is as important as each other yeah. so you, you know no one gets a special name written in there question what happens to the tiny little island from the final battle that's just in the middle of the ocean on the other side of the world it was crumbling. Dissolved, really. didn't it? it was crumbling. So it, oh, did the whole island crumble? Yeah, if you were sitting around, it, it cracks, it crumbles, and eventually it it, it, was just it still exists as like rocks in the sea, but like as a livable place, it's not really. What about Come the on. king? The king of course, yeah. <clears throat> Well, he is still the king, and then he dies. Spoilers. There's some and stuff the in there that is awful, written horrible in. Prince man takes over uh, there is some stuff written in that would make sense i mean this, this is stuff that your characters would kind of know but wouldn't really know you would be aware that as c3 starts it is um uh theron bregan who is now the king um who was the one that you the, didn't like, the, the prince that you mm -hmm. don't like yeah um, he be not so much of an asshole but there was uh, uh, it, it was it was a pretty international incident that you guys would have heard of that at some <laughs> point you would have heard of it after the facts is one of these things but the king died due to uh malpractice of magic uh to a point where the king couldn't be brought back so therefore like he was slightly younger than was meant to be like at about 800 rather than full life oh, and then us. you know uh you know hmm. i mean there's obviously there'd be rumors all over the place hmm. of course it was an assassination attempt and people like no, don't be stupid but yeah. also and anyone that knows theron personally <laughs> would be like he totally fucking did <laughs> obviously what are the characters out there anyone who knows him personally would have known that theron really respected his father but also a total asshole who really wanted the throne. Uh, from a meta point of view, no, he'd never kill his father to, to take the throne. Not even accidentally. <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't know if you could say anybody would intentionally kill someone accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, intentionally or accidentally. He, he doesn't happen to uh, get himself like, a uh, power-hungry wife, does he? Or like he, he didn't want to kill his dad, he just wanted to have like a life-threatening stroke there. Oh, no, he fine. wouldn't do that. No, he, he respects his father as the king. Uh, how about my favorite oh. NPCs of the Jester? Oh, favorite yeah. NPCs? And the Jester, yeah, I mean, Ooh. there's oh. a lot of them there. They would have um, obviously had their own individual lives, being the crew of the Jester for a while. Of course, they have the flying ship now, which means their import-export business The flying uh, Jester. Uh, exactly, the flying Jester, the import-export <laughs> gets a lot bigger. Um, they would also have a side gig every now and again of 
saving some people uh, and non-confirmed, but I, I, I'm in the idea of having one of, because you know there's going to be guilds all over the place, one of the guilds being called the Flying Jester and it being like a result of, of that kind of thing because they are in their own sense kind like of a it. tiny little guild. <clears throat> um, I don't know what that would be, but like the, the point is they, they kind of go around helping people but also transporting things and then, you know, they'd slowly be replaced, move on and eventually it would settle and no longer be like actually the Flying Jester, but it would just be the concept of the guild, which doesn't have any of the original members, of course. What about uh, Captain? Captain? Yeah. Uh, I, so with him... finally hunt down his family. So <laughs> he always goes and sees him. He sees his family a lot. It's just whilst you guys are doing shit, he just flies off and sees no, his family. No, he was talking about... If, assuming yeah, Captain. does Elsie go and hunt down his family? Oh, I see. Why would she hunt down his family? Oh, oh, was it you? I, I knew someone was super keen to go and meet his family. I thought it was you. Oh, um, I thought you meant hunt down, like... Yeah, I did as well. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were talking about the abducting them to... Like, to... on the wall. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, uh, That's simple fucked enough. up! It was simple enough. He'd spend a few more years uh, flying around. He'd be helping out, I mean, like, on the payroll officially, uh, after a few years of... The Strangelings Guild Hall being the official transport because he would you know. he would join eventually. Yeah, eventually it would be like yes! yeah, might as well. He wouldn't ever join the fight, but he'd always be like, "Hey, we need to be over here. Can you get us over there?" Yeah, He's sure. He's getaway okay. driver. Yeah, we'll exactly. Get him like a team hoodie or something. Cortano <laughs> <laughs> um, as well. Oh my god, we need team hoodies. So uh, Captain Botain, he would have done, done that for a good like maybe another ten years before his retirement. You know, he's got a couple of grey furs coming through um, <laughs> to spend time with his family. At which point, I haven't, you know, I obviously have no uh, confirmed uh, names or anything. I've really thought of them, but there would be a replacement to fly the vessel. <clears throat> who would become the vessel? But then, when the strangelings were disbanded, the vessel probably would have been sold off as well because well, the what? university doesn't doesn't need. Uh, well, the. the you know, the university doesn't need a flying airship. <laughs> um, it would probably just be, it would probably just be privatized. It'll be turned into like a a tourist trap. I mean, uh, it's like you two can me a It's like that fucking ship in the Thames that you can pay to go and have a walk. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sit on That's it, uh, hovering above town to have dinner on it for. $500? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> you also it becomes a restaurant in the sky. Yeah, you also Jesus No, he, he would have started up a shop in Veluna, a little, uh, you know, clock shop, just uh, fixing repairs of clocks Could and work making with time pieces. Yeah, he probably would have some things with Edge as well. He makes timepieces, you know, he likes making timepieces. Some, sometimes it's big grandfather clocks with some small timepieces, and still has the artificer stuff, but it's again small charms. He doesn't really bother with making yeah. big, powerful things. It's like, well, you know, I just like nice timepieces. Um, Can they call their 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 joint shop the Golden Clover? I wouldn't imagine they have a joint shop, but like, if you want them, to, I then want sure. them to now immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I just said. If you want, I want it. Etch's shop is, is now the, the Golden bed. Clover. <laughs> better than the what? The Betch. <laughs> the Betch. <laughs> it's a combination of names. Yeah, sure. Right. You're going to have to write down the name the Golden Clover because I know I'm upside down right now. Stop trying to make to Betch out. happen. <laughs> no yeah. one's trying to make Betch happen. Joey! <laughs> so is. I thought he said it's better than Betch. From like 2002. <laughs> what did he say? I said, me and Amanda Seyfried are trying to make it happen from like 2002. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just gonna put it in our DMs, Alex. Sure. I don't have a pencil and I don't want to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Any other NPCs? Uh, the dragons, or do they just kind of chill? Uh, so Rowan would be looking after the city. There's not, but like in the years, there's no attacks on Veluna. Um, but there is that, that that promise of protecting Veluna. Uh, it does mean that there's like no one wants to, like Veluna becomes a very powerful um, city pure from two reasons. One, because there's a dragon protecting it. Two, because the strangelings are protecting it. Like no one's ever going to go in there. So it like it really burns the city. But yeah, um, the dead ancient dragons would be replaced by the next like oldest or biggest uh ancient dragons all over the world um but you wouldn't really know where or how like dragons don't really approach that often every now and again there might be dragon attacks but it's not <clears throat> common especially not from the big dragons um because they just like end up taking on the horde of the old old big dragon and then surviving they're basically lazy um yeah and railroad would protect the the main city the others would go back to where they were except for you know obviously Hyla not being around I want to know what happened to the original puffed up adventurers guild from Kugaram. Because <laughs> yeah. we, we went there and I was yeah. going oh. in and just like taking them over. <laughs> They've been guaranteed made completely defunct after this whole Strangeling Saves the World well, stuff. Exactly. So so effectively um so you all know, uh, and this oh, it's going to be some C three stuff. Ooh, if anyone's listening to this far into these two episodes, then congratulations, you get C three stuff. But um, <laughs> the world has got a lot of guilds. It's it's basically been taken over by the large over overscaling adventurous guild, and then there's a lot of sub guilds. Like there's um, guild supremes uh, in each of the countries. I think that's what we call them. And then there's loads of guilds below. But they wouldn't be one of those because the strangelings, being a really powerful guild at that point, they're the ones that incited this boom of people creating guilds that's a really good way of making money let's commercialize guilds but in terms of yeah they save the world they'd be like yeah we're still really powerful and people would be like yeah but have you ever saved the world it would bring doubt on and i think over <laughs> like a good few years it would eventually be reduced down to like minimal like no not really any funding because no one believes them anymore and also other guilds would be starting up that they were like there's so many guilds what are you doing you know you're, you're all showing no no throw and Eventually, okay. it would be taken over and brought up as a different guild under a different name. incoming. They go through the character arc of Gilderoy Lockhart. Basically, yes. <laughs> Gilderoy I mean, Lockhart. <laughs> you joke, but like it's kind of the same thing. Like in his context, he steals from other people's uh, victories, which they kind of were doing, but not quite. But the, the idea of them faking the you know, that they've saved a load of things and then it becoming very apparent that they haven't actually done it. Um, because there'd be like, a lot of people saying, like, what were you doing when the world was saved? And they keep trying to f lie that they were there and stuff, but eventually they were, um, you weren't. <laughs> they were washing their socks that day. <laughs> exactly. It's like, there was a battle between all of the, like, powerful figures on, on the world. Where are you? Well, no one told us the world was in danger. Elsie <laughs> <laughs> would definitely buy, like, the six-foot uh, tall Albert plush and keep it in there. Oh, like, yeah. Now <laughs> I wanted to buy that so bad. I know. <laughs> uh, that's what about, I, uh, sorry, I was, I was just going to say another thing I had on. I'm, I'm sure, I mean, um, Rainflora would still be in contact with Elsie, who'd still be running the guild. So, like, other side of the world, a request comes in, they could be like, yeah, we're there already. We could take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, they could just ask, um, have to just walk over yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, just, to, to, for sort of the beginning but they also have the airship which so it takes to get across the world a night well it would have Rain to be in a carriage they, hmm. 
It would have to be that Re the uh, Ray and Flora went anyway because the rest of us are all still wanted in Kugaram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we've been wiped of that well, now. Fantastic. Oh Felix yeah, those two aren't. If only me and you. Fine. So did you um, say you'd be wiped of it? Have you met the dwarves? <laughs> no, we haven't. I mean, they saved the world, but they're still, uh, you know... Uh... Yeah, they're still banned from here. Exactly. 400 years later, they're still on the wanted board. Yeah, board. still wanted posters, yeah. I don't know and how long always... these people live. I don't know. What was the... I forgot his name. Bar... Bar... Yeah, these people. Bar... 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 Barnaby... Bar... What's his name? Barbara Ann. Barbara. Say again? Benby. Barbaran. You talking about Benby? Benby. Benby. What's he, what, did he, what did he get up to? Oh, well, he, so he was the uh, receptionist slash assistant to the mayor of, yeah, of I remember that town. Um, and he married that other receptionist, yeah, didn't he? he? No, well, yes, he, he, he obviously they had moved <laughs> over. I mean, he, standard family, like they, uh, they just have some family. Um, uh, rather sadly, uh, any kind of like uh, idea of his legacy um, is kind of removed from the world when Kugarom invades and removes. Uh, What's it called? Jen, uh, Jen from the uh, from the, the, the the world. Um, How could you? His descendants aren't necessarily dead. They probably live in Ecte now, though. But like, right. that's oh. you'll you'll end up at uh, university with uh, Benby Miller Junior Junior Junior. Oh no! <laughs> no I really <laughs> hope so. I was thinking Wait, Benby Miller. So I was going to say Miller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so or like they married like their daughter and son married or something yeah. like now okay. i was thinking i was thinking it could easily be uh morialis because it, uh, the uh tav's descendants all live in ecte so if they're yeah, like, south i assume there are a lot of people in yeah, i was gonna say ecte is like, like the size of oh, yeah. name <laughs> like could you imagine it we go <laughs> to uni with a bembi morialis and it's like <laughs> no way right so, no way what what happened to the it's like tav does but in bembi's voice <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I, I uh i think we have some business to do here <laughs> i think you hello. should yield hello, hello. friend yield friend Friend, Jonathan, <laughs> nice to meet you. Cracked <laughs> <laughs> um, me up a little bit when you were saying about your wife as well, Mark, because yeah. the idea of Tav waking up in the morning being like, "Greetings, wife Martha." Like, <laughs> 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 that, that is pretty much exactly how I see it working. Yeah. What happened to the Dragon Horde guy then? The Dragon Horde guy. Oh yeah, the, one the guy that we all yelled at. He fucking yeah. got run over by a defrosty the no longer snowman. <laughs> yeah, what if he just um, died like five minutes after leaving the airship? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mentioned again, that's not a very interesting future. He would he would probably not want to do the adventuring thing again because it messed things up. But he'd spend a while, like a good while, trying to understand the current world. Like, the modern world, yeah. Um, it's, just, it's, just, it's just he, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, basically. But he wouldn't move out of uh, where you were. Uh, you were in. <laughs> I think we'll probably Mara, try and reach out to apologise if he's such yeah, a bitch. So he'd probably just find find a settle, settle down in Marrow, uh, possibly Aww. find a partner, I, I don't know, husband, wife, whatever, and and uh, just live out a life. Uh, nothing particularly special. Not going out, not searching for the strange things. Probably doesn't have any malice against you guys. You would would realise, you know. Oh, I'll see. Would definitely try and find a way to reach out to apologise for being such. <laughs> there would be there would be a picture of him in the Marrow uh, restaurant saying "Do not serve." 
I want to know, did the the guy we went to the southern village just before we killed the lich? Don't. Did he no. end up just in a bar with a knife in his back? Oh. <laughs> which, 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 which was this one? This, this was the brand Benningham. Yeah. yeah, Benningham. Benningham. Oh, Benningham. Because uh, you defeated him fairly, fairly strongly. Uh, no. Yeah. No, I mean, his shenanigans wouldn't change much once you'd gone away. He'd just go somewhere else and do the sh same shenanigans. As <laughs> <Legacy laughs> continues. somewhere, someone gets tired of him. <laughs> okay, yeah, the most on. important one of all. Mm -hmm. Steffi Stepson. Yeah, I mean, Steffi Stepson. Very important person. Uh, I think Steppy Stepson is... Uh, where were you for Steppy Stepson? I can't remember which town that was. It was... I'll have it in my no, notes. Were we in 4th? No. No, it was mm. Southern Carmanthia. It was like... Bear with me, I can, I can, I can find it. I know, uh, you described it as being... It's basically like Nowheresville. Like, just in the middle of absolute nothing. Um... Oh, maybe maybe it's. I thought it was a modestly sized town. There was like yeah, warehouses and. It's it's in here somewhere. God, freaking so many different things. I have to try and find. If you're curious about it, you can check out the prologue. Now available mm -hmm. on YouTube.com/slash. Uh, Dicebreakers D&D. Uh, it's not slash Dicebreakers D&D. It's like slash channel files. slash Dicebreakers D&D. No, it's not. It, we don't have oh. a personalized channel because we don't have enough subscribers. Slash user one three nine eight. Slash slash the dice breakers crap. Hell, where is it? Hey, who remembers unit's number? While Alex is looking. I was actually looking at that and I wanted to ask uh, Simon about it. Four seven five eight three two. Yeah. Yeah. Where did that number come from? It was a random string of numbers. Oh, <laughs> not a oh. secret number. I generally no. wanted some like reason behind it. I always, uh, I always <coughs> my social security <coughs> number. I always default to uh, <laughs> four six zero one because I'm a basic musical bitch. Uh, I want to need a random string of numbers. <laughs> what did you say? I always default to two four six zero one whenever I need a random string of numbers because I'm a basic musical bitch. <laughs> I can't find out what that means. Either way, uh, two four six zero one is Valjean's prisoner number. Yeah. 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 Uh, Steppy Stepson yeah. would have okay, probably, uh, I mean, he'd have just gone on with his normal stuff. Like, he would have uh, continued on being a guide, of course, helping out the, the town. I think he probably would progress through, like, classic bumbling through, uh, getting up there a little bit. He's very passionate. Uh, and at some point would have been offered to um, be, like, a higher up in, in where he is, like, progress, like, further and further. And eventually would be like, you know what, I don't want to keep getting... I want to focus on, he'd have a family, I want to focus on the family he'd make the choice of family rather than work because, you know, that's who Steffi Stepson is but you know, there's, there's, there's some little Steffi Stepsons, uh, Stephanie Stepson or whatever moving through <laughs> oh! uh, and, then, and then eventually he, he remarries and there's a step there's a, there's a stepmom every generation of Stepson is still a, a part of the guards of whichever town it was that I can't remember um, even, even to this day probably there's a Stepson uh, as part of the guard none of them are ever oh, at the top you. but they're always there they're always you know they're always uh, wearing, wearing, wearing a Stepson 
wearing a Stetson's. Yeah, the, the Stetson Stetson. <laughs> Maybe there's one branch oh, where no. the uh, they do make a like a a hatter company, and it's the, it's Steppy Stetsons. Um... Stetsons. Yeah. <laughs> Can that please be a magic item shop in C three in Veiluna? Steppy Stetson. It's, it's Steppy all Stetson. regular regular magic items, but they're all hats. <laughs> yeah. like, you maybe not snaring as a hat. Stetson of, of spider climbing. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. not. Uh, it's uh, made of spider silk. Maybe in existence. Who knows? And all the things that are hats are no longer hats. That's funny. <laughs> like the shoes of disguise. <laughs> I'm trying to find this. Um, like it's in Stetson here. Of but it, like I, for some reason I can't find the. Um... I I enjoy the idea of that where it still kind of like puffs out. Yeah. Into, like, oh, that, there like, it is. Right? Like a fucking parachute. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough feather falling. It doesn't protect you. It's just that it falls at the speed of the feather, <laughs> and you fall to your death. And, and you have to try and hold on to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so dumb. <laughs> Also, the uh, the idea for that came from uh, in actually, funnily enough, the descent into Avernus campaign I was talking about earlier. Um, Cam ran it, and my character had picked up a he was actually a warforged in that time. He picked up a towel from some rando's house, and he just started collecting towels. And so oh. Cam made there's a wandering market in Avernus. Uh, so Cam homebrewed a few magic item shops, and one of them was um, Bed Bath and Beyond. Uh, reality or something like that uh, and all things like the towel of destruction the towel of toweling stuff like that <laughs> it was in merthin there you go the final thing that i haven't brought uh up is as usual i have stupid um quest names uh which are usually puns do you want me to run through some of those because they are amusing yeah, yeah, go for it. yeah, yeah go. is this gonna be your your last thing yes I have something for before that then. Go for it. Greg very much wanted to know what my... Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I completely forgot about that. Go for it. Yes. I, th I think I sussed it out. So before you came on, Simon, I so I, I joined the call as soon as it started. And I was like, I've, I've had a little look and I can't remember. And I, so I, I went back further and I rewatched basically that entire <laughs> conversation. Wow. Uh, of like 35 minutes of the whole thing to be like, what was it? And I, I'm like 80% sure I, I know what it is. So we had talked about, um, again, going back to the whole thing of being able to just bring people back from the dead and being able to bring you guys back from the dead. But if I die, um, the, then that that's it. Uh, and I said oh, yeah. in that, I said, oh, it's all right. I'm just I'm going to talk to God about it. And, and I just kind of left it there, we, and we just moved on. Yeah. We didn't really make make a big deal of it, uh, except that I think I think one of you said it was like, oh yeah, because I was saying about you know, opening up a, a restaurant in um, Malabi. That's what retirement's going to look like for me. And they're like, oh, what if, what if you die there? So I mean, uh, I think you said, oh, you you might drown or something. I was like, oh, drowning in an underwater sea. Um, so I'm pretty sure I was going to ask and. Uh, it was a badly thought out idea in character. <laughs> out of character, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have worked. But I was going to ask Alex in a divine intervention had it worked to make me immortal. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Now you say that, I think you may have brought that up to me at some. Like it's smart that you may have spoken to because I think you may have sent a message that was like, um, 
I, I don't think it would work, and they would. I'm, I'm happy to accept the consequences, but I would ask to be immortal. Like I'm sparking all the thing. I think it was. So, I think it was something I like think, that. Yeah. I think what you're talking about is. I think I probably sent you a message about it. The thing of accepting consequences was. I think there was something that had happened, where we didn't have either like the diamonds to do it, or I didn't have the spell prepared or something. And I was like, I think I said something along the lines of, "Could I do this?" And then you determine the consequences, and if that means that I like lose cleric levels or something, then that you know, then so be it. I think it was so something like that. I just don't remember. I really don't. That's, that's really funny. yeah. No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I was gonna. I was gonna say uh, make me immortal. And yeah, you could have turned me into a lich. You could have turned me into a zombie. <laughs> uh, you, it could have turned you into a, into a house. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> it could have been really, really funny in that it works, but the request is so out of the deity's power that nothing happens. And it just would have been that it might as well have not worked. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I think that was what it was. I would, when you were when you were talking about that, That's I was good. just thinking, how terrifying would it be if you could like talk to the deity that you worshipped, and then you wake up one day after like a massive night out, and you're like, "Oh God, I drunk texted my God again. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> what, what request you made to your God?" Looks down at your hands, their bones. I'm pretty sure you just described the backstory of like half of all new warlock players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to do some of these. Some of them are bad. Some of them are, are, are worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I will tell you that uh, Eldeth's Light was the name of the Lifestone sort of quest, and there was also Finding Tavern there, and the True Cat Stones you knew. Uh, you probably didn't know that the uh, Cracker Lich uh, is called, or like, sort of unofficially called, the Angel of the Angel of the Cthoran Gap. Just a fun mm. little thing. Okay. Um, the original one where you were investigating, like the prologue where you're investigating the explosive explosive stuff, is called a volatile situation. meanings. Yeah. lie and intro. The, when you were on the island of Delore, it's called Delore. I wasn't very inventive with that one. Uh, the one where you were you were brought your ship was brought down by Zavotnia is called Down to Gel, which is obviously a play on Down to Earth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have two very similar ones because I'm obviously very lazy. When you met Hyla, I've named it Hyla. Nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> I have to go. I'm <laughs> ending this. The one where you met the uh, the white dragon is called Ice to Meet You. Uh, <laughs> oh my lord! The one which is about like you guys learning about the um, uh, learning about the <laughs> gods is called Powers Combined, and that's like a general one of like those, those things. There's sports ball rules, Angel of the Throne Gap, Stone of Carathul. When you met um, Merle, he's a bronze dragon, so that one's called Third Place. Uh, uh, question, Alex. Yeah. So the one about all the the gods who kind of create and regulate the earth is by uh, is powers combined. Mm. Isn't like by my powers combined the Captain Planet thing? Uh, possibly. I don't know. To be honest. <laughs> it is. Know. Yes. Maybe. There you go. <laughs> Alex, I have one request Accidental. for C3. Um, can you just start telling me the episode titles by the names of the quests because these are great. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Um, and they'll the make no for, damn sense. The one for the golden dragon was called Winging It. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I've got a couple in here. Uh, Barty, you're, when you were talking to a uh, thing, when you were just on the things that was called The Threat, Elsie, uh, I believe when you were talking to Hesag, that's called Last Hope. In Hydra, that was just called Upgrades, that's boring. 
Uh, Ray, your one uh, where you lost connection to uh, Lady, Lady S is disconnected. Uh, the one where you get the new when you get Melon is called Pots of Trouble. And then there's the one. Uh, <laughs> what, what about what about the cannibal one? The cannibal yeah, one. That must I, have been, I believe that. It's like yeah. eaten out of house and home. No, that's that's inside one of these quests, so I don't think it has its own. That was Dungeon Girls, man. That was in Dungeon Girls. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, that's all. That's only S two. S one has many, and I'm not sure I'm going to go through all of them. There's the Temple of Marileth. Marileth. There's. Actually, I think I've studied these. Another one for the cause. Calm's missed the job. These ones don't have quite as many. There's so many of those, though. Oh, the the one with Harl was called the Town of the Hundred Aces. That's quite fun. <laughs> um, when the magic stops is when you found the, the what's it called role models when you were terrible role models for um, that kid <laughs> who's who, who you murdered a lady in front of yeah <laughs> yes black knight um, a new arrival of course none of these are particularly masked victory there you go there's one that's a that's a ah, masked victory that was when Flint you were being a superhero reunited yep. tile the fisher these are all kind of Oh, I remember when I wrote out like the Crystal Experiments diary and gave you all the, pe the pages individually. Regress that story. That was mm -hmm. fun. Uh, I think that's all of the like ones that are worth bringing up, to be honest. Because there's, there's we a go, good few, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if I showed the rest of you guys what Alex got me for Christmas. If it'll focus. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, so there's a it's a pop socket, which is the thing that I have. Oh, I like that. Aww. And it's uh, of. The strange so, things. Which I think I posted I just, to you guys. I hadn't. That's really clever. That's what? really clever. Yeah. So as we round up this, uh, have you enjoyed C two? Oh yes. Yes. I'm excited Greg, to C three. Greg is holding up the metaphorical closed book on the campaign at the moment. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm going to have to buy a new book because this one uh, starts with it, it says the the, the world of gel, but uh, it really is the C two. Uh, I mean, I guess I could technically write through this one, but I want a new book. I like excuses to get new books. <laughs> um, but there you go. Are you excited for C3? I mean, like, obviously, it's yeah. in a division. Yeah. I've been talking with a lot of you about a lot of fun stuff. It's a lot of fun I stuff. I am. Uh, but then next week, we get to do a, a little a little one-shot DM by Craig. Yeah. Go back to the thing. Well, it's super nice to him. I need to make a character. Yes. Mm -hmm. We're going to the Fair World, and then that will take one or two weeks, and then we'll be going on to a. I'm going to try really hard to make it take one week because if Purdue's not there for the second week, it's going to be kind of difficult to explain. Charlie! I decided to take my birthday off, unlike you, decided to DM on your birthday. The weeks after, or whenever after that one, it's going to be a mini campaign by Joe. So. Just like three weeks. Is anyone. Actually, I, uh, is anyone not going to be around for uh, some of those weeks? If anyone's not around for I, all of it, that's fine. I'm not around for one I do not know. I there don't know what I'm not around the week, sir. My, uh, they're all my methodology is rock bottom. Oh, <laughs> 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 shit, yeah. That's, Saturday that's the not 19th. what I meant. <laughs> the date. Okay, so it's going to be... It, can, Saturday it the 19th. be the 19th. On the 19th of March. On the 19th. On the 19th. On the 19th, I will probably only be here for the first half. Then we might as well take the week off. Yep. Because it's either going to be the end of Greg's or the start of Joe's. And having two people not there is going to screw with somebody. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we can still 
the rest of us can still come on and maybe play like some of the the silent year or something. Ooh, yeah, that'd be good. Like, I'd be happy to do something, but we'll you can take a week from those campaigns. Take a break from campaigns. Quiet. Yeah. I. Quiet. Yeah, that's the one. I have a, a general question for us all to to potentially end on of having now because this is uh end of see season two of second campaign so i think all of you have now played various different characters and like classes and that what kind of class do you think you would be if you were a DD character a banana Ninja. uh probably <laughs> a wizard yeah i'm thinking i'd probably be or a... do you know i think you're asking this question incorrectly because everyone, has, everyone has personal bias we need to go around and ask what everyone would everyone else would think oh, God. Yeah. okay well i tell you what, I'll, I'll do it since i asked i'll do it on going around this way on my screen so simon... it's just a new group discussion oh okay sure we'll start with simon because you said it simon, <laughs> i was gonna say simon what do you think alex would be but if we're doing group discussion then sure wait so we're we talking about you... alex or we're talking about me you uh we're talking about you now <laughs> you're at you, you what do we think simon would be i think present <laughs> wizard, <laughs> wizard possibly but i'm also feeling like um uh a sorcerer with wild magic yeah, I yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Chaos yeah. and not working for things, but still having the magical results. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, seeing as you were going to go the way around me, Alex, Bard. Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, Bard. Bard. Yeah. I feel that's the obvious one. Yeah. The obvious. Yeah, but the obvious yeah, one is the one that's obvious reasons. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bearing in mind, yeah. bearing in mind, he can ride a horse. He can okay. use. He can use a sword. He can use rapier. Okay. He can, sort of mm-hmm. he can sword, use yeah, a shotgun. Sorry. I'm thinking okay. more of something like a cavalier type. Yeah, but I'm lazy and fat now. So. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. You'd be a lazy fat cavalier, but yeah, that. He, he'd be multi-class in between the, the two. I'm an old yes. ranger. That's what it is. I'm multi-class. I'm, I'm ranger, but I'm actually bard. <laughs> so I used to be ranger, now I'm not now I'm bard. There you go. Yeah, ranger bard. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got one plays level in ranger. Plays a guitar on a horse. <laughs> I mean, I do play the guitar and make music, so that is also... Yeah, you go. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean... By, I mean, artificer, maybe... Artificer, yeah, yeah. I like making the creator streak. I do like making things. I think it's yeah, more likely to see you. Yeah. What would Elsie be? Elsie? You mean Elsie? Um, well, she's a soft. It's the end of a long session. My brain is not working. Uh, Ooh, what would Purdy be? What would Purdy be? Did it have to be polite? <laughs> what did you just say? Nothing. I didn't say anything at all. Not a word. I wasn't even me talking. Does it have to else. be polite? Um, wow. Feeling. I mean, I'm definitely feeling like there's a little barbarian in there. Rogue. I would like I'm to rage. Rogue. Monk barbarian. Yeah. I would like to rage. Uh, it does feel like yeah. it's strong. A monk barbarian. But at the same time, where, where at the same I'm time, at. you know, you, you know your stuff around your crystals and and all those sorts of things. So it wouldn't wouldn't surprise you if you were more in like the druid or druid. Yeah, druid. Yeah. See, yeah. I've always thought of myself as a ranger because I'm really mean... into nature and everything. But rangers um, and druids are. are similar. In that. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think. I think druid because um, I, I, I can imagine you being nice to nice to small animals and being into, but you're using your magic to. To sort of kill people, yeah. help nature, yeah. and use trees to kill people. I can see you doing that. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, you know what? I've never even thought about druids. We can do druids. I've always just gone towards ranger more than anything. Yeah. Um, this will take half a second. What do you think my dad uh, Warlock. would be? Sorcerer. Warlock. I was going to say wizard, but <laughs> I feel like that's ageist, Alex. Just because he has white hair doesn't make him a wizard. You're right, he's too dumb for a wizard. Um... I'm too dumb for a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can read more or less. <coughs> Excuse me. No, I, I would say Ranger. He is unfortunately very clever. Yeah. I would enjoy being a wizard. I, I can't imagine myself, if he was in a fight situation, I'd be the one with the book open going, okay. Yeah. I'll just stand over here, you carry on. But except you'd be a wizard, except you write your you, you write your spells like code. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're yes. a code wizard. I, actually, yeah. I, I can imagine them. myself being a research wizard, creating new spells. Someone's got to write them. Do you think modern wizards would carry around a spellbook on a tablet? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in uh, in Eberron, the, the setting, there's an item called a dragon shard, which is basically That's a tablet that you inscribe instead of a spellbook. That's wonderful. They've thought of everything. Do you think Mark might be a College of Law bard? I, I was yes. thinking potentially a, oh. a, another bard. Yeah. I, could, I don't know. I just, yeah. I think he's got some bard in him. Yeah, yeah. Bard, I have a level of bard. How good is storytelling? Bard wizard. Bard wizard. I'm a ranger yeah, yeah. bard. You're a, a, a wizard bard. A whip bard. Uh, Greg. Uh, whip bard. <laughs> Greg druid. Yeah, I thought to me, Greg would be a druid. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really know how he, into mushrooms he, looks he is. Barbarian. Doesn't have to be mushrooms. I see. I would have said College of Creation bard for Greg. Yeah, I'm. I think I probably get that as well. That's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's a fair, yeah. I say druid, but then me and Alex know how much he likes mushrooms and moths and... Hey. Yeah. Say? Sorry. <laughs> do, you, do you say, say fey or they? they? No, they. they. I, I'm still trying to get used to the change in pronouns, hmm. and Alex calls me out when I miss up. So, so far we have wild magic sorcerer for Simon, I put down swords bard for Alex. I, I feel like that's the easiest way to cross ranger yeah, and bard yeah. together. Uh, we have just druid for Purdy. Um, I put scribes wizard uh, for Mark because that's the one that's more to do with like books mm. and research and all of that. And then we have just druid for Greg. And then you, Joe. And then, okay, yeah. so I've known Joe and Simon will agree with this. I've known Joe for the longest time. Joe is definitely yes. a bard. There's nothing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely zero chance. I, I would also agree that I, I am a bard. Of what you I, would say, I would say College of Eloquence, maybe. I'm thinking College of oh. Glamour. It's definitely Glamour. Oh well. Oh, you look at this beard. Or College of Whispers, actually, because College of Whispers didn't pretend to be glamour in that, is it? <laughs> you know, I think, I, think you've, I think it might be College of Whispers. There we go. College okay, of Whispers so bard. So basically, we've got, bard. we've got one and two halves bard. This party sucks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, most folk, most folk 
look up happy to welcome our bard into their midst. Bards of the College of Whispers use this to their advantage. They appear to be like other bards, sharing news, singing songs, and telling tales to the audiences they gather. In truth, the College yeah. of Whispers teaches its students that they are wolves in a sh among sheep. <laughs> How are we all spellcasters? I'm going to end this before oh. it goes on forever because I am going to. We're all nerds. That's why we're all spellcasters. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Um, none of us are going to go in there with their swords, folks. We're going to have to end up. Outside physical activity. We have to end up. Uh, I'm sure don't. there'll be many more questions. Yes, we do. Um, no, it has been hey, wonderful. Hey guys, it has how been wonderful. That, uh... It has been brilliant. Absolutely, it has. It's been really good. And Alex, I'm still not I... ready to let them go. I'm not. I'm not. I am. But, you know... but I have to say, I'm just impressed by the amount of detail in the world in the campaign. Yeah. The amount yeah. of detail has been fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> you guys want to hear about? It. Etch's first 50 years alive? Gotta... <laughs> Thank you. Everyone all could wave. <laughs> <laughs> How about the next and to 150? Okay, bye, Tam. Bye, Etch. That's bye, right after the Illunafel. Okay. okay. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dicebreakers. Thank you to Kevin McLeod for the use of his music in this episode. For more information, look in the description. And a big thanks to you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DicebreakersDnd and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash DicebreakersDnd. And make sure to come back to hear the next part of this epic journey. I'll see you then. <laughs>